even if we had just wanted to hook up, it was not a possibility. <laughs> I kind of like that. And I like so that. It was, Unless you did it in a car or yeah. something, and no one likes that. So it ended up being like a very... <laughs> Actually, well, how big is the car? Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend when your real best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. So let's have it. Hi, hello. I'm about to share some things you probably already noticed. One, this episode is very long, so I did not do a listener question. I am not doing a listener question to start with, but I'll tell you some important information instead, which is we are now switching to a Thursday release, so that's going to be fun. It'll be right in time for the weekend. I'll get you all pumped up to go on your dates and get your makeouts. Uh, So Thursday release, great. And then also we are going to now be featured on a new app streaming site called Get Vocal, which I've talked about before, G-E-T-V as in Victor, O-K-L, Get Vocal. You should get the app and make an account or you can watch us live stream on Facebook. But basically every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific time, so that's 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I am going to be doing a live stream of coaching. I'm going to feature a guest, which could be you if you want it to be, and you can be anonymous or not, even though it's video. And I'm going to coach that person for about half the time. And then I'm going to take questions from my, not studio audience, what is it, online audience? I have to learn the terminology, but you know what I mean. So Basically, it's going to be a chance for you to be live coach. So if you're a person that's like, I have a question I've been wanting to ask, you can send me a message. You don't have to come on camera. Or if you send me a message, I might be like, do you want to come on camera? And we'll chat real quick. It'll be happening live. I'll be able to answer all your questions. You can ask me follow-up questions that I've been coaching the person on, or you can ask me a totally unrelated question. I'm also going to get to a point where you can send me screenshots of your dating profiles, and I will mark them up on screen a la like football stuff. You know what I mean? So it's going to be really exciting and fun. We're going to find more and more ways to incorporate the video element. But I think the most exciting part is if you have a pressing question, you can ask right then, which now when you have a pressing question, you DM me on Instagram and I answer it like two weeks later on the podcast, which is still hopefully helpful. I don't believe anything's like a true emergency because as you know, If someone likes you, they're going to like you regardless. But this is still a great opportunity that you can come on, talk to me. We can do a five-minute coaching, 10-minute. If you're like, I'd really like to be the main featured guest, we can talk about that. And as I said, you can be anonymous. So get into this. Uh, I assume this episode that I'm doing right now is being released Thursday morning after my first Get Vocal broadcast. And the great thing is that that broadcast will be then recorded and kept on the site. So if you miss a Wednesday night, you can always come back after. Of course, you won't be able to come in and chat with me because it'll no longer be live. But you can see what it's like. You can see me answer questions live. You can see my face. And then you can say, I'm going to be here for this next week live. So it's going to be every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Make an account on Get Vocal if you want to be able to participate, like ask me questions in the chat box or even come on. Uh, You can just watch if you don't have an account. We will be live streaming on Facebook as well. But basically go to the Get Vocal website or download the Get Vocal app on your phone. That's that important announcement. And then we'll be releasing podcasts on Thursday from now on. 
because, you know, we don't like to overload ourselves, but we really want to keep the focus on this new live aspect, which we are very excited about. And the other thing is tonight, since this is now Thursday, the 16th, is my show, All My Single Friends. In Los Angeles, it is our four-year anniversary show where we're going to get to celebrate all the relationships, friendships, collaborations, and even engagements that have come about because of this show. It's a great way to meet people in your community, meet new single friends who have other single friends, come have a good time, laugh at comedy. It is 8.30 tonight at the Copper Still on Beverly and Western. You can get tickets online ahead of time. And what we like to do at our anniversary shows is hand out little prizes like sex toys, lubricants. We always have branded condoms, but it's a fun show all around. It's going to get wild. It's going to be fun. You can drink or not drink. If you're having a dry January, we were featured in the LA Times. It's something great to do. If you're doing dry January, which is hilarious because we hand out free tequila, but the point is it's fun no matter what your demographic or drinking situation. It's fun for couples too. It's a great date night. It's a great first date night. It's a great third date night. A lot of couples have actually come and when you walk in the door, we ask you if you're single or taken and then they'll be like, well, what are we? And guess what? That's how they have that can be an awkward conversation, but doesn't have to be. So... That was Get Vocal and All My Single Friends is tonight in Los Angeles. Come on out. I will coach you on stage if you want, or you can just watch passively and learn from the greatness. And as always, send me your questions at notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com. You can also email me there if you're like, this live show sounds fun. I want to come on and be anonymous or not anonymous, whatever. Um, Follow us, Not Your Therapist Podcast, on Instagram and send me questions there, and I promise I will get to them. I think that's everything you need to know. This is a really fun episode. It's very long, so enjoy. Settle in. Have a snack. It's going to be great. And I'll probably do all these announcements at the end as well. You're the best. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. Hello, welcome. I am here for a very special episode this week. I am with not one, but two. Oh, no. (laughs) Two guests. And this is going to be interesting for multiple reasons. One... We're not recording in my kitchen. We're recording in Gabe, one of the, my people's um, apartment, Gabe mm-hmm. Thibodeau. Is that how you say yeah, it? Yeah, Gabe well Thibodeau's done. apartment, which is lovely, and I'm going to move in after this. <laughs> uh, and so we're here. We just recorded. So these two, Gabe and Colton, what's your last name? Mooney. Mooney yeah. have their own podcast called Best Exes, Indeed. and believe it or not, they're exes. We are. <gasps> And they're best exes. We're the best ones. Probably the best They're ones. the best exes. And they have a podcast. And we just recorded a wonderful episode of that. So you can check that out, best exes. Um, and now I'm going to interrogate them. <laughs> they thought, we'll just do our podcast, which is like talking about other people's breakups mm-hmm. and love lives, which we did a great job of, by the way. It was a lot of fun. It was juicy. It was rich. Um, but now we're going to talk about them. Which I've been I love. waiting to talk shit about this guy. <laughs> no, I really talk most of the shit about myself, but well, that's like the part you love yourself, but you also like know you're trapped. Yeah, you know your your shit. So Self awareness. Trying, yeah. yeah. So you guys are fantastic. Um, <laughs> you broke up two years ago. One yeah, year almost ago. two years ago. It'll yeah. be two years this summer, our new almost anniversary. New years. anniversary, breakup anniversary. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I talk on this show a lot, and we were talking about this a bit on your podcast as well, about how 
breakups are actually so instrumental to your love life and to finding the right person. Mm -hmm. And they do not signal a failure. They signal success. And that every relationship is a success in some way, as long as you get out of it when you need to get out of it or shortly thereafter. And you learn something from it. Mm -hmm. And just because it doesn't lead to marriage and death together uh, does not mean it was not a success. So I commend the two of you on breaking up. Oh, thank you. And I will say... It was lovely. Oh, yes. It (laughs) was great. It was a gorgeous... We're going to get into it. I will say, though, that I completely agree. And that's one of the reasons why we do best exes is because we feel like just because something changes doesn't mean that it's wrong or not right. helpful or not Change instrumental in your life. But I will be completely honest, there was a good chunk of messy, messy time in there where I did not feel that way about no. our breakup. And it took, I would say it took about a year for us to get to a place where we like, at least I felt very solidly like, oh, this is friendship, this is yeah. boundaries, this yeah. is positive. Which well, is impressive. Like most yeah. people cannot the, do that. The transition was wild it was so hard because you 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 want to be friends but also this person hurts you with their actions yeah like so have it i i believe there has to be a point of time where you are distanced from each other yes because if we had not done that i think one of us or both of us would be well we tried wait i'm gonna stop you i'm gonna stop you because what i want to do because (laughs) we just we just spent your podcast talking Mm -hmm. about other people's breakups the the premise of your podcast is celebrity breakups Mm -hmm. Um, and then finding out if those celebrities were able to stay friends after their breakup. Surprise, I feel like most of them know. Yeah, probably. Because um, it's a, it's a <laughs> it's hard a good, thing to do yes. and it's uncommon. Yeah. And I tell most of my clients or people going through breakups, at least when they first break up, to distance themselves in order to get over each other. Mm-hmm. I think it's virtually impossible to get over someone if you're still being exposed to them all the time and kind of re-ripping those wounds. Mm-hmm. Also, something else that you just said is I tell a lot of people when they're going on a first date, you don't know this person's role in your life. It might mm-hmm. be the love of your life. It might be your friend. It might be the connection to the love of your life. Mm-hmm. It might be a work connection. But like you said, Gabe, it's you guys knew at some point that you wanted to still be in each other's lives. And it was just kind of shifting yeah. what that role was. So let's go back in time. time I want to hear okay. about how you met, your relationship, kind of the trajectory, as if you were telling the celebrity story of your own oh, interesting. relationship and breakup. Are we doing this together? We'll finish each other's sentences? Sandwiches. Yeah, go you can it. switch back and forth. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we'll learn something about your dynamic just in the telling oh, of I'm this. Sure. This is going to be interesting. So I want to hear the <laughs> story. Want I want to hear the relationship. I want to hear about the how the yeah. breakup happened, why it happened. I'm going to jump in and ask questions. Okay. And I want to hear how we got where we are now. All right. So awesome. I'm going to... This is 2015. Oh, I would believe, I believe you. I'm awful with yours. 2015. I had just gotten out of a relationship. I like fell in love with this guy and he moved to Canada mm-hmm. and wanted to discover himself in Canada and couldn't do that with And how boyfriend. old were you at the time? Um, 23. 23. Yeah, Young 23 and me. Brain I, I was very much like under the impression a guy texts you back, he loves you. Um, So then I was kind of just like, men suck. I also like had this guy who had been in my life for several years. We had maybe wanted to date, maybe not. It was like New Year's Eve. He totally just like didn't want to be with me. So I was like, I fucking hate men. And I was on dating apps because that's what you do. You mm-hmm. subject yourself to the awfulness of other human beings. So even though you were like, I hate men, you weren't like, I'm going to get off these dating apps and Well, quit. I hated men, but sex is... Sex is still good. Guys. Yes. <laughs> At yes. the end of the day. And they're required Sorry, for mom. It. Uh, 
so I, I happened to be in San Diego uh, at the time, mm-hmm. and my best friend Mary and I were at a baseball game of a guy that she wanted to get with. So we were like being supportive of him. And she was like, how do you find guys? Like, how do you do this? And sh- I showed her the app that I use. And she at was- At the time, which was Grindr? Which was called Growler. Growler? Yes. It's, yes. Growler? It's, it's for- Grinder for bigger dudes. So yeah. Basically. Secrets out. I like my men a bit curvy. And other secrets um, out. I am a big dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like men with meat on them because they don't judge me for eating a lot of food. That's nice. Yeah, I should great. get on Growler. Yeah, it, mm. it's a lovely place. So my best friend was like, show me how abysmal this is, was scrolling, 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 and she stopped on this guy who was wearing a, a, a little hat, which sure he's never worn again. And she <laughs> was like, he's cute. And I was like, yeah, he is cute. And so she messaged him like, oh, on my love, behalf. Love. And it was just like, hello, or something like that. And I, I don't remember if he responded immediately or if it was maybe some time. But he responded, and pretty soon after, yeah. we had exchanged numbers. Like I'm This is how it should go. This it is what I'm always quickly. encouraging yeah. on the apps. I'm like, get to the, the number. date, meeting. get to the number, yeah, get yeah. to the meeting, whatever mm-hmm. it is, get off the app, yeah. go meet the person. Well, and it was pretty apparent soon on we had the same sense of humor Mm -hmm. we were attracted to each other of course it wasn't like forwardly sexual it wasn't like i just want to fuck you Mm -hmm. it was like you're funny tell me about you at the time i was doing like the most like ovary exploding (laughs) job of working in a foster care home with like abused children and i like work did that all the time so of course like whenever i talk about that people are like oh my god like have my babies and i'm like okay sure we will so like were you like that Gabe? a bit uh because i also had spent a year working in the nonprofit sector which is a to- doing a totally different job totally than what different. he was doing um mine made me drink his made him yeah his what sad yeah so it, uh, yeah it was definitely attractive to me that he clearly cared about other people and was yes. doing work that I myself would not have the constitution to do mm-hmm. yeah. um, so, but it was pretty quick we really wanted to meet each other it happened to be Martin Luther King Jr. Weekend. and where was your head just because it's interesting to me because I get a lot of I hate men I want to quit this whole thing mm-hmm. every time something goes wrong so how did you was it just because he seemed so nice you were like alright I guess I'll like give it another shot. Where was your head with kind of that? Were you expecting the worst or were you kind of fresh faced 23 year old? I never like close the door fully. Like I'll say like Mm. men suck. I hate men, but But my heart is still open to a possibility of somebody. And he was very different. Like, than anyone I had ever talked to before. And I had, like, just had a very weird... Like, I moved to California two years before. I had dated a couple of different guys. One guy cheated on me. And then, like, the guy moving to Canada. So I was like, oh, he, one, lives in California and wants to stay in California, Mm -hmm. which is a great quality. Great quality. (laughs) Dating somebody. And he also was a grown-ass adult. Yeah. Like, who had a job and went to college and, like, did these things. And I'm, like, the, the record of men that I had... Had been with he was very different and I was like okay I hate men but this one is different and interesting and we actually liked each other the same amount no. there's mm. never yes. any reciprocity reciprocity I don't uh, know words reciprocation. reciprocation of likingness somebody both yeah. yes. yes but somebody always likes someone more than the other yes. and it was like we couldn't quite establish who liked yeah. more than the other that, and I love that I yeah. talk about that I'm always like look if it's confusing because you're like why is this person not texting me yeah. why blah, blah, blah. it's not it 
it yeah. should be we both like wow this is easy because we or both like, like each other you shouldn't have to wonder right if exactly does, if you have to guess if someone likes you they don't like you. exactly there's no like, reason i don't care what reason they're giving you they're traveling they're yeah. working hard they're stressed out you find a they way don't like you yeah. like even like yeah you find a way to talk to a person that you want to know and so we both really wanted to talk to each other <laughs> and it was very apparent and we wanted to meet each other it wasn't like oh, okay maybe next week it was like when are we both we available we uh, met the very next it. day Great. And it was Martin Luther King Jr. weekend. <laughs> Just remember that for some reason. Um, but we met each other and it was like, do you want to tell that date? It was cute. It was a really sure. cute date. It yeah. was, we had a, a like a series of really cute dates because the backstory is that Colton was working um, in this foster system, this group home, but he was part of this like... Oh, emancipation program. Emancipation program. Where I lived so he, with... Uh, 18 year olds who had just grown out of the system. Wow. And it was like yeah. their starter roommate to like yeah. help them get on their feet. That's so I like so took sweet. them to job interviews, helped them grocery shopping. But stuff at like the that. time, his your apartment was flooded or something. And oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, one we other, were it out. One yeah. of the homes was flooded. And so a bunch of the girls from the group home were like staying at your apartment. Yeah. And they needed you were, a place to live. And I was so like, you can live here. He was temporarily staying wow. with his folks while his apartment was being used to house these kids. I um, had just like signed a lease for a new studio in LA, but it wasn't going to be ready for a couple months. And this was the holiday time, so I was like, "I'll just go down and like be with my folks for a couple months during the holidays, and then come back up." So I was staying with my folks. So we both were living with our parents oh temporarily gosh. at the Very time, high school. Mm-hmm. And so even if we had just wanted to hook up, it was not a possibility. <laughs> I kind of like that. And I like so that. It was, unless we did it in a car or yeah. something, and no one likes that. So it ended up being like a very <laughs> actually. <laughs> Well, how big is the car? <laughs> it's it's really hard with so enough our height. Seat? Yeah, yeah. Big dude. we're both yeah, so you're both. Wow, like, yeah. wow. But okay, so mind. we the first date, um, I drove up to Temecula and we just did like a very classic dinner and a movie. Mm-hmm. And, and did you hit it off right away? Yes, we did. Were you attracted right away? Yes. Did you smooch? We'd had a very, very, end of the night. very yeah. quick little smooch. In the like car, we were in high school no. dropping him off That's at his cute. parents' house. Like, good night. Good night. Like, it, it was, was just very, uh, yeah. It was cute. very cute. It was very cute. high school, very cute. I like Which, it. And then, so this was all within one week. So we met the next day. Then he, I drove to, to Temecula because that's where his folks were at the time. Yeah. Um, my family was down in San Diego. So then I think only two days later, he drove down to San Diego and we did another very cute high school date where we went miniature golfing and got frozen yogurt. Oh, oh, that's so cute. And then we did another... And a smooch? Was there a smooch? There I got to know There were smooches because then we, we went miniature golfing, we got frozen yogurt, and then we went to like the local park by my parents' place oh, and like, yeah. had ice cream. It was the park and he was like, I've yogurt. never been out in public with a man before. <gasps> Is that true? <laughs> well, because fun fact, Gabe had true. only been out for a year. Yeah. Whoa. At this so point. my backstory... And how old were you, Gabe? So I was 25, he was 23. So you're two years older okay mm-hmm. and i had come out almost a full year i came out in like in february of that year it was mm-hmm. on valentine's day wow. just to ruin my parents valentine's day oh i'm um, good and but just then, to love yourself you know, just to yes, be your own exactly. valentine mom dad i don't have a date but if i did it would be a boy <laughs> that's how he said it yes yeah and then that's it just a good, went from it's there. easy but so i had come out and then i had been dating for that year and had zero intention of having a boyfriend i was like i just came out of the closet I am living my life as an open gay man. I like that was not my plan at all. And so when we started talking, it was the same thing. Colton was immediately different when we started talking. My grandpa was also um, in and out of the hospital at that time. And so I was spending a lot of time in waiting rooms that week. So like 
to have, and I, I wasn't telling him like I'm in the hospital right now, mm-hmm. but to have someone to like talk to, make me happy yeah. and bring and, joy and yeah. distract me. And, and I might not be perfect, but I can make someone laugh. Well, so. and that was helpful. And my my number one thing is a sense of humor, and he still to this day, no one makes me laugh like what makes me laugh. Aww. So yeah, Guys. so we had <laughs> we had three cute dates in a row. And then within that same week, I told him I loved him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We, in yes. front of a painting of Jesus. Even before you slept together? No. 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 <laughs> um, like, I waited to see if that would work. We had three cute dates. Let's, uh-huh. Okay, I'm going to be real. My mother is going to listen to this. Okay, and I don't so we're think she just... needs to know the first time Gabe and I hooked up. But if it's any... But it happened yeah. within a week. It happened That's really fine. fast. That's, That's fine. details but they also, can know. I liked my it. mother will also listen. Yeah, I liked him because he did not... That was not... His his main goal. Yeah. And that's why he then, it, it happened. Set up. But we also, yeah. or not, and for me, like, it wasn't like I was giving him this thing, but it was like, I have been used for that mm-hmm. and like only that purpose. And I, I can immediately tell when a guy is well, not interested in me, thing. but he's interested in having sex with me. Right. So he was just like, yeah, like you're great. All of these things, not like, and then the sex just happened very naturally. And here's the other thing, which, Within the queer community, there's a sub pocket of the queer community called like the bear community. It's mm-hmm. just like big dudes, right? Yeah, and, we love animals. And are guys, you both considered bears? No, no. Because Colton is not a, a big. Colton is like a tall, dark, dark and handsome guy, but he's not a bear. <laughs> Got it. Um, I didn't know if it was like a beard related. Beard is part of the bear culture, right. kind of. So that's it's why I thought you're like a mini bear. I just hate my chin. Colton so would be <laughs> just fun facts for those interested. Colton would be considered an otter. That's what I thought. I thought he'd be an otter. Community. I know. So we were a little cross animal species. It's yeah. cute. <laughs> but I was just gonna say that within the bear community, and some guys might be mad at me for generalizing like this, but it's not as common for like a guy who's slimmer or fit or whatever to necessarily be attracted to someone who's like overweight or bigger. (laughs) I'm gonna cry. Like, seriously. So it actually is a thing where like big dudes will jump at the chance to have sex with someone who's more conventionally, traditionally attractive Mm. and it just be about this guy wants to have sex with me and that's what it's about. And so like we had a weird like conversations where we were talking about each other's experiences on like kind of others, the opposite side of this equation. Mm -hmm. And so it's very, so it's a real thing that like Colton had met a lot of dudes that were just like, you're hot and you want to, you're talking to me. Let's just have sex. Mm -hmm. And that's not what Colton was looking for. Well, and then also like, apparently I'm very intimidating for that same thing, which is like, why is he talking to me? And I'm like the nicest person in the world. And like, because you're funny and interesting. Mm -hmm. And while I have my share of like, I think pretty normal body issues and confidence has never been that big of a problem for me no. so like bless you yeah. my my stance is like this is an attractive man i'm attracted to he's attracted to me great let's go i always yeah. thought that bears and forgive my ignorance but i always thought that bears were always with a smaller person like i thought that was fairly common that like not almost not like a traditional gender dynamic but yeah. almost of like a bigger person and then a small you know it's like it's not uncommon but it's more common for big dudes to be with yeah i would say i really say it's split down the middle of either you're with somebody who's drastically different looking than you or you are with your clone who was grown in a facility to look just like you and you are dating your brother and it's weird (laughs) like you're either that or you're us and the two of you tend to be attracted to different than you not the same correct he he has a pretty bigger varied taste yeah i have my general type is like an otter that's if Mm -hmm. i had to identify Mm -hmm. it but i 
I'm actually pretty like I've dated open. all kinds. Dated and all I'm just like, and you're like bears all the way. Me. Well, just bigger bears. than me. I okay. think I I don't know why I want to feel smaller. But, I get it. But that's all to say <laughs> it was kind of exactly I think the best way to start a relationship where like it wasn't even on the table talking about sex because we were both at our parents' places. So it was just like, but we definitely want to date because we want to get to know each other. Mm -hmm. So let's just go on some adorable dates. And then very quickly, like I said, I was not looking for a relationship. And very quickly, and probably because I was so... And did the I love you just kind of like fall out of your mouth or did you think about it? We both were on the very same page. I had thought about it and I basically was like... A year ago, I didn't think I would ever be in love because I was closeted and mm. wasn't sure I would ever come out. Mm-hmm. And so the second that I felt love, I was like, I'm going to say, say it. it. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. Good for you. Good so, for you. And the exact phrasing was, I think I'm in love with you. Oh, my heart. Yeah, and then, really and cute. so after That's that happened, cute. we're like, so we're what deleting we the apps. We're boyfriends. This yes, is it, right? And great. so in Go. under a week. Again, <laughs> if it's, speed. it doesn't always have to <laughs> happen speed. that fast, but... I get so many questions from people who are, you had asked me earlier, like, what's a common, or you had asked me, what's a common, like, complaint slash question I get? And it's, it's very often too, like, well, he said he really liked me, or he said he was looking for a relationship, or she said, but I haven't heard from them. Or like, oh, they're having this confusing behavior. And I'm like, when two people like each other, it moves, it moves. It doesn't have to move overnight. It can take... It's time, whatever, but it moves at a normal pace and you both feel it. And it's just like this momentum that happens between an agreement between two people when you're on the same page. Well, and so, I mean, I can only really speak to the gay dating experience because I have not done it since I was 17. I dated a woman or a girl for a very short period of time. But for dating men, (laughs) it's like 99% of gay men are fucking awful. Like, and they are. A p- very outwardly awful. Well, like, no, they just either, like, I've been told, you're a little thick. Like, just of guys, I didn't even ask. Like, I wasn't even expressing interest. But that happens interest. to women, too. I just yeah. want to say... Yeah. In the profession I think men that are just I'm in, I think, I think <laughs> men might be terrible, but also, unfortunately... Most people are not great no. at being people, and they take <laughs> no, some they growing up. And especially yeah. in the dating world, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of baggage. There's a lot of, it. and it's like as I was saying, you know, the dating apps are both a great thing because they expose you to way more people, mm-hmm. and a terrible thing. So you're going to get more good people, and you're also going to get way more bad people. Because yeah. like, let's say five out of ten people are above average. That's five out of 10 who are below average, you know, and then that's one out of 10 who's like really, really great. So it's just remembering that that may be your experience, but that's also probably everyone's experience. Well, and like why I said that is when, when, and it's not been very often in my life, like, cause I've been out since I was 18. So like now 10 years now, but it's like when you actually find somebody who is reciprocating the same amount of intention and affection as you, you you really want to just like gra- hold on to that yeah. and see where it's going and like start growing it even if you d- haven't gone over some like important compatibility mm, things yet. I sense so like something the, the coming. speed of how we got to know each other unfortunately was part of our undoing mm-hmm. because we didn't talk about some things that we should have talked about and right. been on the same page with before starting that. Right. Got it. Because also once your hearts time, are in it, you're not going to well, yeah. get out. But once your heart out. is in it, and a week ago, I didn't have any interest in dating anybody, and now I just told him and I loved him. Right. A week later mm-hmm. is like, okay, 
there's something is going on, like, is this cosmic, whatever you want to call it, but like, I need to see where this is going, mm-hmm. and I want to follow this through, and we both were on the same page with that, which is so refreshing. Yeah. Because I've been told, like, hey, I'm really, like, interested, like, in just getting to know you. Oh, yeah, sorry, I just kind of want to keep it more casual yeah. as a response. And you're like, okay, I'm going to jump off a bridge. Um, <laughs> or you're on both, the other side, which yeah. is, like, the person's really excited about you. And you're yes. like, I just don't feel it. I really want to, but I don't. But, so, yeah, yeah it's understandable to jump in. Yeah, you feel that, you're just like, I need to see where this is going. And this is so great that you forget to, like, ask some, like, or to be on the same page with some things. And... Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess if we're continuing to tell that story. Yeah, so you were, <laughs> um, so it's, it's been a week. You said yeah. I love you. Mm-hmm. You delete your apps. So you're basically in agreement that you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so then, then, so then things continued on. Pre- I mean, we lived in separate places. Though. We did. Yeah. So like to accelerate things a little bit. So my, I was waiting for my apartment to be ready in LA, mm-hmm. and he was waiting waiting for his apartment to be free of like the displaced. Children, children that were using it sure um toys, yeah. and so there there was a period where we were basically dating pseudo long distance like mm-hmm. san diego and temecula is like an hour and change mm-hmm. drive so mm-hmm. it's not awful no. but um we were spending time going back and forth and then the eventually my uh, apartment was ready here in la and so then i moved to la and then we were doing long distance la which to that became a little temecula, harder because it's a longer drive but mm-hmm. luckily for him he worked remote yes. and could work anywhere. Oh, that's good. So, so basically if I was happen... off on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. like he could be at my house mm-hmm. on a Wednesday and mm-hmm. just he's working, but we could still see and each other. And his, his, where he was living wasn't too far from my parents. So I could like drive down, spend some days with him, see my folks. Like the fact yeah. that I could work remote really helped things out. Which and like did... when, uh, when a guy is like actively trying to see you, it's so hot. Uh, it's so hot. <laughs> like, oh no, I'm really busy. Like, yeah. okay, cool. No, like, you make fun, time. But... When you want to see reality, someone absolutely. an hour distance, you make it work. And the reality of the situation, I'd be like, hey, I can come down tomorrow. I'm going to be on phone calls from this time to this time. But like, but, but I'd I would, like to see but you. I but I would just and I'm gonna make like it work. staring at him, like he, like just as or he's like on phone I have calls, to work, like. but like we can put a movie on and I can be working and we can just hang out. And so we really quickly became very comfortable, just like being with each other Existing. without feeling the pressure yeah. to. And did both your parents know about the relationship at this point? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, totally at that point. Oh yeah, once we it became official, I brought him up. Oh, <laughs> um, it was like so I have a little thing going well, on. Well, and really quickly, really early on, he um, has family friends out in Arizona that were getting of a car and they like sold him this car that he needed so like within some weeks of us being together maybe a month it was like definitely a a month month or two no it was like under a month but basically (sighs) the whole family was like going out to arizona and colton was like i want to bring gabe so that he can drive back with me and his whole family was like who now (laughs) so i went on this trip basically where it was colton his dad and me in a car driving to arizona to meet up with the whole family we stayed in a hotel so because I was like, I'm not going to, like, I'm going to have some distance from your family. I'm uh-huh. not going to be that guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. We stayed in a hotel and then drove back so that he could have the car. But so it was like a crash course to like, hey, I'm the new boyfriend. Well, that's Let's how sit he met in a my car dad, forever. met my mom, met my sister, mm-hmm. like, boom, boom, boom. So but again, point, like, there's not, when two people like each other, there's not all this like, I don't know if I'm ready. No. Okay, I'm going away. I'll see you later. Like, it's. I'm in. I'm in, and you're in, and we're going. Well, and I think it was so apparent that something was happening to me, that, like, something has my attention, some, like, there, yeah. that I I just wanted to talk about it, yeah. and 
and I was yeah. relentless about it. I would just bring him up in any case. Like, no. and, oh, Gabe loves this type of oh. coke. Like, he, like just anytime I could talk and about it. And not him. to editorialize or say anything bad about the people you dated before Ooh. but it became very apparent to me that like <laughs> after a certain point his i saw his parents be relieved that like i had my shit together <laughs> because even i don't think i've ever told you this or your dad or anything but on that drive out like i paid for like we stopped to oh, get yeah. gas and i just yeah. hopped out and like mm-hmm. paid for the gas got the gas and your dad was shook oh, i like yeah. saw i saw your dad text your mom being like gabe just bought the gas oh my Whoa. gosh he's not a power move gabe. i like that Mo. but it's like i'm just the bar, like the bar had been low no like i'm on this trip i'm gonna contribute but yeah. like the fact like i saw kind of the family except like oh okay we can like this is a person we can be around i like that and move. my parents knew right away because at that point they had known i had been dating and they met I mean, when he came to San mom. Diego that second date, he met my mom because he like picked me up second at my mom's date. house. Yeah, I met his mother. Okay, which, love her. She loves me. And I, and you know, it was just like this is my friend Colton. We've just met. We're gonna hang out. And then afterwards, she's like, "So is that a date?" And I was like, "Yeah, that was a date." Mm-hmm. It was a boy. So right away, everyone knew. Yeah. Right away. And what a fucking relief it is whenever you're you can have a boyfriend who can be left alone with your parents oh, yeah. and like so you don't nice. have to worry about it just hot thing after hot thing with yeah. him that i was like this is a this is a good, good. sign i'm gonna like, keep this one yeah. okay so let's so yeah. everything's going well we go to arizona we mm-hmm. come back at some point you moved in together when was that I don't know. So I'm did so you, bad with time. you move into his studio, right? Yeah, it was you guys like, I want to say it was six months in, and I had left the job like in a really bad way. Like I had been robbed by the kids that lived no. there. It, really it was a whole thing. And it was That's like, I want to get out of Temecula. I had a bunch of like really bad experiences there, a bad car crash, like all these things. And I'm like, I want to do this. And it was. I kind of asked about it before he was ready, mm. and it definitely felt like a rejection of like yeah. he doesn't. Oh, we've established who likes who more. Mm. It's like I'm ready for this, but he's not. But what I hadn't realized, he's been out for a year mm-hmm. <laughs> and has right. never done this before. Right. I have. I had been dating for five, six years. I have lived with someone before. I had been engaged, mm. and I like I have experienced things. And it was like, oh, no, like, I am capable. I already have done this. It's not intimidating to me. But it was such a new experience to him. Mm -hmm. But then not soon after. Well, yeah, yeah, it was like, and one of the things that kept happening with our relationship is just that the communication was one of the struggles. So, like, we actually generally communicate very, very well. But in the relationship, if it was something that was, like potential conflict things would shut down or break down we'd either like clinch up to the point of not talking about it and or get really defensive and hurt each other exactly so is that what happened with the moving sort in conversation of, sort of not really a little bit, yeah. so basically like he had he had been in la we had spent the whole week or weekend together and then he left and called me while he was driving and asked me on the drive because he like he basically was like i i'd never had the balls to ask you when i was actually there but i need to ask you mm-hmm. and then i was like this is so weird that you're calling, that you're asking me after you're gone, so we can't really talk about it. But it was like I was driving home and I was like, this sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to drive right. home away from So him the communication anymore. missed where yeah. he was being like, I'm leaving you and I don't want to leave you. What if we move in? And in my head, I was like, if you're not comfortable to <laughs> tell I, me that when you're here, what, you know, right, it was just miscommunication. Right. Gotcha. But, gotcha. Yeah. And like, and I had brought in a very cute set of baggage of trust <laughs> issues. Cute. Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Um, trust they were very issues? cute, but my. The, the reciprocation was a big thing with me yeah. of like me always yeah. caring more about somebody else and then getting hit with the reality of it. And so 
I was very nervous to bring up things like that because like, what if he says no? Right. So the fact that I had to, and I, and we did this kind of a lot where I sometimes might need to just have this text conversation instead of looking at you while talking about it because it's so intimidating because what if you say no to my face? Mm -hmm. So I think that was one of my fears was like, okay, if he's going to say no, I'd rather it just be on the phone when I'm already having my Meryl Streep crying moment. Mm -hmm. Like instead of it being there and we're like, what do we do? Okay. interesting because I feel like even in the short amount of time since this was people now use the phone and texting for so many intimate conversations more than they and I'm always like that is false intimacy you feel safer having it because Because you're both behind a screen it's a mask but real conversations they need to happen in person and if you aren't comfortable but like and I attribute it like nothing he did wrong he was very like accepting and willing to have conversations but I was so afraid of somebody like yeah. hurting me again that I, it stopped me from just like living a healthy relationship right. and it took me a long it took us a long time for me to understand that's what was happening because for me I couldn't talk about it for yeah. me I'm the person like the second we're texting and it gets tense I'm like can I call you Be- oh yeah because I'm like I, I like if we talk this through like we'll be sorted in 15 minutes if we keep texting this right. go on for texting days. cannot solve anything but and so and so when he would be like i need more time in my mind it was like him avoiding me or punishing me when in reality he was just this is like Afraid. a defense mechanism yeah. for processing like yeah learned response from past trauma and all this stuff that we i didn't know about yet but it's so like going back to moving in he i basically on the phone said like i'm i need some time to think about it and i think that read as a rejection to him mm-hmm. but for me it was literally just like i need no, some time to think about it he's right. just being rational right exactly <laughs> like, that's called rational but you're hurting my feelings. and to be honest i don't looking back like when i made the decision i don't necessarily i don't think i was like 100% confident i'm ready this is what we should do no. i just felt like I, I want this person in my life. I love this person. And if we move in together and it ends up being wrong, I would rather try it than right. not. Right, totally. I agree. So I think it was the next time you we came We played a up. little experiment on, <laughs> on our lives. Well, and I generally think if you move in together, because people will be like, what if it ruins our relationship? I'm like, if it ruins your relationship, probably relationship yeah. is going to get ruined. Yeah. Like, it's going to speed up whatever it is, but yeah. it's not going to bring out anything and that wasn't there. And the short version of the story is that we're really good roommates. Yeah, well, I mean, you lived... When I met studio. you, Gabe, you guys were living in a studio, and I remember you told me that, and I was like, Uh-oh. they like must have, like, the best relationship ever. Whenever I hear about a couple living in a studio, I'm like, God bless. I, I don't know how you do it. I look back at that studio so lovely. fondly. Yeah. It was also rough because I work from home, mm-hmm. and... Uh, like the libraries in LA are a bummer. It's like hard to work in a library. I don't. I didn't have the money to like go to a coffee shop every mm-hmm. day to work. He was working nights because he got a job at the ArcLight, like closing. Yeah. Oh. So he would. I would like be in bed. He would like tiptoe in, get himself in bed, go to sleep. I would wake up, tiptoe to the desk, oh, yeah, and like yeah, work yeah. by for lamp like light for a time. couple hours so he could yeah. sleep more. And, this and worked it worked. For you. Yeah. It really. We were just like super respectful of each other and. Like even, yeah, and that just like attributes, I think, to how good of friends we ended up Mm -hmm. becoming because we cohabitate together so well that in our heads it was like, well, yeah, because we're supposed to be together. This is what you do to make it work. Or like, because we are soulmates and we're supposed to do this and this is supposed to be. But I mean, you see my place. Like, I love settling in. I love Mm -hmm. making a home a home. And the fact that he was moving in pretty soon after I had actually moved in, Mm -hmm. it very much became like our home, our apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We like picked out the furniture together. We like, it, it was like our place. It felt mm-hmm. very much like the both of ours. So it felt natural to be like, 
this is your space and my space, so we got to do well, the yeah. things that work. And for it both was of cute because I really do think it was the next weekend or two weekends later when I came up there. I like came into his apartment. I was of course like, "Oh yeah, he didn't want to move in with me," and he was like, "Oh, there's something for you in the closet." And I walked in there, and half of it was cleared out. No. And there was like a note, and it was like, "I want this." I thought about it. And I wanted. It. it was really cute. So it was like my marriage story moment. But, like, I also think, like, yeah, it was really great, but we also had such bad communication issues. Marriage story was very sad. Why was that your marriage story moment? Well, because of the... The, he hasn't seen Marriage Story yet. I have not. Oh, well, no, I'm just, I, no. I have to keep like referencing it for no yeah, reason. Yeah, no, you can't, you, you got, you. But we, we I did wouldn't say have, you got to see it because I didn't like it, but. Uh, well, we had some sad. like very dynamic argument slash conversations. Yes. One, a, a lot centering around my mental health mm-hmm. because as somebody who, he was then the closest person that had ever been to me, he was seeing like the after effects of having that job that mm-hmm. I had, me l- moving to a new city, not knowing people, trying to make friends, like ex- all of these things while not gripping with the truth that I needed help and yeah. I needed to go to therapy. I needed like something that was other than him just being a shoulder for me. Yeah. Gabe, and that's I way could, too much pressure. Right. Yeah. I could definitely see like, you're such a caring, nurturing person that I could definitely see you falling into the role of caretaker slash therapist rather than did. partner. Right. He did so well. And it was yeah. really hard for me to basically be like, I, I'm fulfilling this role because I love you. But this also like, it, I can't do it long term yeah. right. because I also and you know like mental illness in my brain like I a lot of people in my life I love have mental illness like I've been experienced to experience exposed to suicide like mm-hmm. I I'm not it's not something that like puts me off or mm-hmm. makes me anxious like to me I'm like it's part of your health like any other part of your health that's fine but the big thing is like I need I need you to be actively yeah. right. working towards having a good support system and stuff that isn't just me because I've had experiences with past people that like it was hard and yeah. stuff. So well, and a partner cannot be a therapist. Can't be your like therapist, you, no. you have to. Yes, you you can talk to them and you can depend on them, but they cannot be the one helping you really find yeah. solutions and figuring it out. And for the you. other tricky thing is that we had very well, we had similar upbringings in a lot of ways, but one aspect that was very different is that my family has always viewed therapy as like you take a Tylenol when you have a headache, take your meds if you need it for depression. Like, mm-hmm. but he grew up in like a very specific conservative place where you oh, pray it away. You, you don't go to therapy. So anytime yeah. I would bring up therapy, he would get defensive because he thought it was a criticism of his state. When in my mind, yeah. I'm just like, therapy is just like a good thing to that's do. That's like you what need you it. do. And well, we that's were what communicating you do. that we had yeah. different views on. And it. I have a very fun brand of mental illness that makes it impossible to ask for help mm-hmm. and defensive when people want to fix me because Great. I'm not broken. When what do you mean? Yeah. I don't need to go yeah. to therapy. There's nothing wrong with me. And I'm like, I'm not calling like, you broken. I yeah. love you. This is just a thing that can help. Everyone's you know? broken, guys. Yeah. We're well, all broken. And that was <laughs> a big part of my own journey with that and experiencing that with him is it like was so unfair for him to be in the crossfire of mm. me establishing how to take care of myself. And yeah, it wasn't it wasn't fair and it wasn't his job, but he did it. And he was so like supportive. And if I had just 
like not been such a dick <laughs> about like wanting to get help and thinking that it was him saying something negative instead of like scared shitless and not knowing how I had like panic attacks mm. and stuff and he would be there with me as I'm having this and then like of course like looking back you did the right thing like saying you should maybe get some help mm-hmm. like and me just brushing it off and being like well I'll just take a shower yeah. it'll be fine it's fine I'll pray like cause I just come from a family we, where we don't have issues well, and he's we don't also talk about the other it. thing is that he's very very good at playing fine and mm-hmm. i i feel like i know him better than most people on the planet and there have still been points in, in our relationship since we've known each other where like i thought he was fine and he was not well not uh, humor that, that sense scared, of humor it, oh, yeah. that you have. but it, it terrified me to be like if i don't know when you're mm. like in a dark place mm-hmm. that terrified like yeah. i need to know how you are so i can know how to help and he's so good at deflecting that mm-hmm. it like ter- it scared me and i'm like you need someone else who does see it when I don't because yeah. you know it's, it's but that was definitely complex. a theme for through the years of like having ups and downs but it really being centered around how I handled things which he's a saint dealing with that well but also yeah. when you love somebody you're <laughs> I'm, like I'm eh. true. Um, but and then how we communicated and that being so different and then figuring out the things we should have talked about yeah. before but we started dating do yeah. tell um, I mean the, I think the the biggest one, I mean, one of the bigger ones is our sex life mm-hmm. and like what we enjoy doing with that. And those differ in mm-hmm. ways. Yeah. Like the things that we enjoy out of that, out of being grown men who can have sex and mm-hmm. it's consensual and enjoyable, like those didn't necessarily line up and began to drift apart as we grew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was this really frustrating thing where we have. We had and probably would still have very good sexual chemistry. Like mm-hmm. there's a draw and an attraction, but in terms of sexual preferences and compatibility, it's yeah. like not quite a line. And it was always so confusing because it's like the passion is there, all of that works and is firing, and but just the logistics of it, mm-hmm. like never quite aligned. And we for a long time just pretended like that's fine. Did you that's guys fine. ever uh, talk about? opening it up at all or like that's actually the reason we broke up no um so i wasn't something that i had ever really considered Mm -hmm. when we started dating which is there there are situations i ask because there are situations where people are like you can't give me exactly what i need sexually but i love everything else about you so So let me go get that somewhere else and that's fine well yeah and i think (laughs) how because again i was so afraid to communicate anything Mm -hmm. because he was gonna say no break up with me and i'd die in a ditch Mm -hmm. that bringing up anything about how i really felt was so scary to me that i just didn't and then when it finally got to the point where i could i communicated that communicated that shit so poorly (laughs) i gotta say if i could redo some things in my life that conversation would be the first thing (laughs) that would change yeah it was because that was bad um but how i how i expressed that you know I can't imagine anyone not taking that personally, to be honest, especially with how I expressed it. The way the conversation was rough. And also, (laughs) like, what I have to own is that I am a very sensitive person. I also... (laughs) Me? Who? You? Uh, I'm a very sensitive person. I also, again, like, had only been out for a while. Uh Like, three minutes. And then, like, after coming out, three minutes later, I find a man who's, like, my chosen family. And, like, this is how I am growing into my confidence and my acceptance as being a gay man. Like, our relationship, like, I don't I don't know how to put into words, like, how it helped me grow and accept and all that. And so that's yeah. a lot 
to put on another person to be like, you are kind of what we were saying about the therapy thing, like Colton being my gateway of to self-acceptance or whatever. Right, totally. But you wanted a time, lot from each other. I had not ever had safety in a relationship like I had with him, and that safety allowed growth and change in me. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I felt safe with right. him, so I got to explore ideas in my mind of like, I would never have considered doing this, but with the person you love, right. who trusts you and you trust them, it changes it, and you feel safer, and you start to explore the thoughts that you never would before. And so it was like, unfortunately, the the that's that trust and that bond created uh, different we we started changing away from right. each other and going on two different paths right because you like, felt so safe to yeah. grow he felt you grew safe apart. to bring up this yeah. thing but then me with my own baggage which is i don't know i'd call it like gucci instead of louis mm. vuitton mm-hmm. but my that's own personal coach. baggage <laughs> like i read that as i'm not enough or yep. the person who i am relying on for all the self acceptance maybe isn't accepting me although like and that was all me projecting a lot rather than being able to have the conversation of like Everyone has needs. Let's talk about that. Right. And it well, was a it was a that. rough conversation, but it was just like us being in different places and like trying to communicate about something that's tricky to communicate yeah. about. And, and, it, well, and yeah. also realizing that we needed different things while wanting that not to be true. Right. Well, yeah. And so, but as this far was as year one and we stayed together for another three years. Wow. Yeah. And wow. That fast. Colton, at this yeah. point, had you gotten better with your mental health? Like, had you sought help or you were like, no, no, okay. no it was, it was to the point where I didn't want to admit there was really anything wrong with me, which until last year, uh, was a thing that I had been dealing yeah, with. Yeah, all so through even, our relationship. Even when our relationship wow. ended and all of that, like, still wasn't getting any help. I went straight into therapy when our relationship <laughs> ended. But. Well, that's the interesting <laughs> thing is, like, a relationship, like you guys are saying, can both make you feel safe to grow and change. And then sometimes, but there's a certain, like, hump you can't get over as long as you're with this person. It's like, why change? And yes. then it is that breakup, which is why I think breakups are so great, that often whether it's immediate or a few months later, inspires you to be like, huh, maybe there is room for me to grow and change yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit. And maybe maybe some of what happened could have been me and I could do something about that. Yeah. Well, yeah. So there was that, like the sex life. We also had a difference in opinion about marriage. Mm-hmm. What was that? About me thinking we're already doing this. It's really just the validity of it. And me not knowing how I felt about it. And marriage. him really not knowing if that's what he wanted and then kids. Like, I think mm-hmm. we both came into the relationship with the same idea and he, and like, it's kind of a thing that goes back and forth with him at this point, but I am 100%. I will never not, not want to have kids. Like right. I want to have kids today. Like mm-hmm. I would do it and him not being so certain of it. Like I could see why that's intimidating. Cause it's like, this is the person I'm with and this, they are so certain about it and I don't know. Like, so yeah, it was, those were, I think the three biggest things. Mm-hmm. And then we really just communicated on a different level, which we learned how to communicate with yeah. each other down a lot the road through the breakup. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mainly By, through the breakup. Like yeah. all, we got so messy with the breakup, and Ooh, then once said we so many things. Oh my we god! To and then say. once things kind of settled, and we came back together, and we were able to point at all the mess. And that's when we started to be like, oh, it's because you communicate like this, and I communicate like that, and that thing. Ooh, I can't believe we did that. Well, yeah. So it almost was like moving past how hard it got during the breakup time that made us realize like oh fuck this is just how it's this simple 
And and like and this is uh, unfair to every person in my life is I am just so good at not looking like there's anything wrong, and that is in its own way a form of dishonesty. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we also disagree on like if things are black and white, the gray area. Yes. That was a big conversation of like living in the gray area of things. And I think he is really secure in a lot of things in which I. I'm just in between. I don't care. Like, I don't like this. And I think you need to both like understand like the things and enjoy the same things else. You're like pulling away from like we were pulling away from each other because we didn't agree on things. But so you were experiencing a bunch of stuff your first year, but you decided to still keep sticking it out because you loved each other. Yeah. No. So yeah, the it was first a huge year blowout fight thing we had. And then we were like, well, the fr- it, it's one of those things where like we, we kind of are great. And then we fight really terribly. Mm-hmm. So it would be like the first year we probably had like a handful of fights that were more volatile than they should be mm-hmm. in yes. that first year. Yeah. But the, the, the thing, one of the things that did was hard is he, he is a perfectionist. Oh, he's yeah. So anytime we would have any type of argument, mm-hmm. he's like, but you're not supposed to fight with people you're with. When I come from a family of like people who like visibly fight, mm-hmm. like, and that's how you get your shit out and you yell about it. And then you go and drive around the neighborhood passive aggressively. And, and then you like this and his family's very direct. Like they're very like, well, you know, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings this, but like mine are like... I'm explosive and I'm loud and I have to get this out of my system and that's how we communicate. And I also had very little dating experience to yeah, really know right. how, oh, yeah. what kind of arguments, how I yeah. am in that situation. Which all but of them my, are different. the yeah. ideal in my head is that it shouldn't be this hard, yeah. right? And so... When it was like, it really was hard because we weren't compatible, but we were yeah. like, is this right. just the, the big mountain we're supposed but to overcome? But because other than the, the, those, like, let's say we had three big fights that first year and... You know, after you have a fight and you kind of reconcile, maybe there's a couple days of like getting back to the rhythm or whatever. Other than that, like we lived together beautifully. Oh, yeah. We Wonderful. love each other. We loved each other's families, even mm-hmm. though there was some like incompatibility, there was like sexual chemistry. Like it was always amazing, unless until it wasn't. And mm-hmm. it wasn't amazing when we were suddenly forced to look at the fact that there are some areas we weren't compatible in. So, did that happen we just... over like the next three years? Kind of the same thing I, with like more fighting? How do you remember? I kind of remember it like we, it's all we had girl. some initial, <laughs> we had oh. some initial struggle up top, and then we kind of found our norm. And things were pretty steady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like once, because uh, there were a ton of factors uh, outside of just the relationship that were stressors in our lives. And I think when mine balanced out pretty good and like I was comfortable, I had this car that was reliable, I had a job that I liked, I had made friends. It was like, oh, okay, I don't have to rely on him for everything. Mm-hmm. And then we hurt each other's feelings. So it's like we were both becoming, like he started his acting class and he got to know these people and his friends. And it was like, this is great. Like we have different lives now instead mm-hmm. of it being like for the first year i do think like we revolved around each other oh cool. yeah. like we, we were sun and earth like that was us and as we learned about the rest of the solar system mm-hmm. and how we aren't the only two people that live in the whole world as romantic as that is mm. it's not healthy yeah um your person shouldn't be your only friend no. but they can be your best no. friend but not your only friend That's i always say good. people should have like two things in common that they like to do together as a couple and then they need to have things that they do by themselves with their friends with other people because it's great to really be obsessed with each other but like you're saying it's not entirely healthy and hopefully you know everyone spends that first year or so in that place and then hopefully when you start being like oh the other planets and like I can go other places (sighs) 
you have to with that be able to trust that your relationship is not going to go away if you're not just solely obsessed with each other and i think yeah. some people get to a place where they're afraid to not be completely revolving around each other because they're like what if i don't need you and then yeah. what if it all falls apart and it's like mm-hmm. but that's how you find out you you don't want to necessarily need the person you want to want and choose yeah. to be with them yeah. but you don't want to be together because well, you need each other and even that fear of like but what if it doesn't work out then it doesn't work out yeah then it doesn't then work it out. wasn't supposed to work right. out and you're gonna live like it's not gonna kill you but in a good relationship yeah. you can have other we'll friends other activities yeah. not need each other and instead just be like i'm here because i want to be i also one of the things that I think was a bigger, bigger stressor on us in that first year is our family and friends. I love them all to death, but they were obsessed with us as a couple. Mm-hmm. I think there was a ton of pressure mm-hmm. around it because it was like we, my, I, I still say to this day, my family likes gay more than me. Yeah, so it's like we, our families were obsessed with the other. Do you think if they hadn't been, you might have considered breaking up earlier? Oh, I mean, it was a, it was a portion of the pressure, but also like the idea of having to tell my family like, oh, we broke up, like that scared me. That like of even talking about we had issues, I never talked about my issues with anybody like with him if we ever had a fight like i would be like i'm upset but i would never like talk about what it was like maybe with my friend mary <laughs> like <laughs> no but you know you have your one like friend that you mm-hmm. talk shit about everyone with. um but it's like you i didn't want to accept that anything was wrong i didn't want to concern my family at this point i was living in la i was far he was my uh, we were a big source of each other's safety and security in that that it was like, it did feel like a lot of pressure mm-hmm. of like, well, okay, we're supposed to be together because he is at my sister's wedding. Mm-hmm. And now like he, he's at my nephew's birth. Like he's this person. He's just ha- like, is always supposed to be this person, even though like, I know we are growing apart from each other, but there was like that weird. We also like, were uh, together for when his grandfather died and mm-hmm. my grandfather died. Yeah. And it was like, we we were really there for each other like i went to the funeral we were it was just like getting to be that for each other it was it was a lot of experiences in a short amount of time Mm -hmm. so it was yeah it was like okay this is my lifeline this is my person yeah we were bonded together on a lot of different levels and you were living together in a studio which also makes it harder harder some people are like what if we move in together and it breaks up it's like it's actually gonna make it harder for you to break up that's probably the worst part about it is that like the idea of moving out moving all your stuff you built this home with a person (laughs) it gets real hard it's not convenient yeah I mean, and if you are just doing things out of convenience, like, you know, you need, especially... Well, it's not so much doing things out of convenience as it is not doing things out of inconvenience. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like, well, we can't break up because our families and our friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Accepting that it's the hard thing, but that's the thing. Right. Right. Like recent time and like since we broke up, I've like had friends that like lived with their person and like, we want to break up. I don't think I can do it. And I say, bitch. You can do it. (laughs) First of all, like... You know, I, I did it. So as somebody who didn't die from the experience, like it's possible. It's just not convenient. Well, and the other thing, <laughs> and this was also me being like a baby gay and being so newly oh, out and everything. But when so we actually were breaking up and having the conversation to break up, which happened in Hawaii on my family vacation, by the oh. way, it's a juicy, juicy, dramatic time. Lovely. But when we had that conversation, it was me coming to the realization and us actually talking about the fact that like 
oh, there are things other than loving each other that need to be true in order mm. for you to yeah. have a healthy relationship. That is 100% because true. Because it is not. It always, it always made me so mad because I'm like, I'm 100% sure I cannot love this person anymore. And yet, I don't think we're supposed to be together. Yeah. And that like made me so mad. And the perfectionist in me wanted it to not be true. And well, how do we fix it? And when we broke up, it was basically me finally being, like finally accepting like, oh, I think we're meant to be best friends. Mm. And that's how the conversation started. <laughs> that's how it started. With, uh, that's how I, because he, yeah. we, we were that's in our hotel. That's how the breakup conversation started? We were in wow. the hotel. Wait, so up to this point, just to fast forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So during that three years, there would be like several blow ups a year, yeah, but we were still going full. along but then it pretty kind of well. Out. Like the first out. year, we learned some things. After the first year, we moved into a two bedroom apartment. Oh. In a laundry unit. Oh, we had a big blowout oh, fight wow. about laundry at one Great, point. Good. Um, but so we like started doing our own laundry separately, which good. was a good thing. And then yeah, like stupid things, like even the dishes. We got a dishwasher, and I was like, we have nothing to fight about. But anymore. was it pro- progressively? Was it getting worse over time, no. or was it kind of no. like a? So it was like it equalizing. It, it was, was really equalizing. balancing out. So there were yeah. fights, but there we were, were good times. One hundred percent. You were roommates that got along well. Mm-hmm. Was your sex life still happening? Mm-hmm. It was still happening. So then, how did we get to? Oh shit! I think we have to break up. Because we I, weren't talking. Because there think, wasn't a big blow up. I think the fact that fight. we weren't doing big blow ups was worse mm. because yes. we weren't talking about the we things we weren't pointing to be at the about. thing that we needed to be talking about. Okay. Yeah. So the short lead up to the actual breakup, we were in this new apartment, which was a great move for us. We so loved great. it there. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like leading up to the breakup was dealing with a bunch of health stuff, mm-hmm. which basically meant that I was like very needy, very sensitive, and like no, don't touch Grouchy. me. <laughs> so and like my sister even came up to visit one time and just ended up like helping consult. So it was and it was like three a three month period, maybe yeah. more. At one point, my sister or his sister and I were sitting in the living room just watching him lights like quietly like a quiet cry. Sob. Oh. It was like a bad. Like, it was like, like the grimace. worst pain of my whole life. Yeah, it was and really we were bad. like, "There's nothing you can do." Yeah, like besides, like, I was do doing all the anything? things. So I so basically there's a a scenario where like I was I felt very disconnected from the relationship just because I was like in crisis mode of like I feel like I'm dying and would like to not feel that way. He was being a really good he was being a really good caretaker, but also taking it personally. We were not having sex at that point because I was like, "Do not touch my body." I feel awful. (laughs) Right. Um. And like. I work from home, so I was kind of still working, but then I never felt like I had... It, I was just in a really bad place, and I kind of started coming out of it um, right before the vacation. Like, I wasn't sure we were going to be able to make this vacation, and then, like, it happened that we could, and that was great. Which was wild, um, yeah. We were like... One of our things, we were like, but we still have to go on the vacation. Yeah, like, I was <laughs> worried. to go to Hawaii? Come on. It would be so weird to refund a ticket. But I think... <laughs> and we've actually never, like talked about the trajectory of it in this way but i think that that period of us we like kind of pulled apart almost for reasons outside of our control Mm -hmm. but i think it gave us some like um some space or some distance to reflect on how things were and then in hawaii um, we, it was actually like a really nice trip. It was lovely. It was a wonderful it's trip. Day eight. <laughs> and it was actually a really cool trip for me and my family because like you know, I coming out wasn't an easy situation mm-hmm. for me. And then now here we were, my parents, my sister and her girlfriend, my sister's also gay, mm. me and my partner, like on this trip with my parents having my the ties. best time. It like cute. it couldn't have been more easy and lovely. It was a really great trip. But Colton and I stayed a little bit longer than my family. 
And after they left, it was one of those things where it became very clear to me that I wasn't giving Colton what he needed. And that me even thinking about what I could do to change that was like not a good, that was like a put me in a really bad mental state. Mm -hmm. So we were like in the hotel room and it basically started, we, a fight started and then he just straight out asked me like, are you kind of like, are you seriously breaking up with me on this trip? And, and my response was, I think we were just meant to be really best friends. And we've been getting in each other's way ever. like. And it was very hard, but then like immediately we went to a luau with my sister and a girlfriend. So like, I'm not friends with, any man I've ever dated except for him. And so in my experience, you break up with somebody and you never talk to them again and they're dead to you. Mm -hmm. And the idea of him being dead to me, because I thought that was the only way this could end. Like we're going to hurt each other's feelings. We're going to explode all over the 15. I don't know. Just like, it's going to be terrible and awful. And I don't, I can't go through that and being so afraid of it and like it really stopped us from doing really anything productive for quite a while because we were in this weird limbo state like after well so we like decided on the trip Mm -hmm. we are not going to be together anymore but we're gonna but oh we broke up but we still care about each other so we're gonna be friends so the trip back home like things were strange but we were still we were talking to each other things were amicable things were okay we were still hadn't told your family yet no, no, a couple days later. I think a couple I days later mom. we told yeah. them, but also told them we're going to be friends. We're like, well, this is fine. We're like, it's fine, fine. it's fine. Yep. He's still going to be around mistake, on the weekends. The mistake was that custody. we immediately were like, we're going to be mature and evolved and go straight into being friends. Mm. It's not going to be a problem. And in fact, w- like, let's just live our lives. And so we were like still... Being roommates? We were still in the same bed together, but we also then started like talking to other guys and maybe hooking up with And you hadn't had any openness up until then. No, we hadn't had anything up until the breakup. And then it got to the point where like maybe one of us would see a guy and then the other one would see the same guy. And oh, aren't we being like a revolutionary and exploring? And then cut to me sobbing on the couch. Sure. So (laughs) it became very clear that like, oh, actually, we need some time. Yes, we need space. Well, yeah, it was... Because it got really messy. Because you can intellectually know this doesn't make sense long-term as a relationship, but as you said, you couldn't have loved him anymore. So that love doesn't just go away because you intellectually know you can't be a couple in this lifetime. You, You still have that love for the person. You still have all those memories and especially because our bodies, like we're just used to it at this point, it's almost mm-hmm. like a reflex mm-hmm. that you're still going to feel that way about him until you can really cut the cord and yeah. get major, major distance. I always, you know, tell people, I don't really think you can be friends unless you've had a long time apart. I like would cold co-sign turkey. that after yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's not possible. Because, or you're going to fuck yourself up. Because what yeah. Colton was talking about earlier, it all came into play here. We're basically like, we started fighting about technicalities. We're like... I would be like, you said X, Y, Z and did this. And he would be like, yeah, because I felt X, Y. So he was talking about feeling and like mm. navigating this time. And I was like, but technically our agreement and yeah. and then taking everything. Per- it was oh, just like everything was our taken communication personally. styles exploded. Were you trying to move 
apart at this point where we one of you was trying to move out. It was out. like our lease was up in October. two months or something. Mm. So it was were you like, sleeping in separate bedrooms? No, you no, kept sleeping. S- why? Yeah. Why? A couple of times he would sleep on the couch. I slept on the couch. But you had a two bedroom. Yeah, There's but we had office. it was an, it was my yeah. office. There's no bed oh, in it. okay, gotcha. So occasionally, like one of us would sleep on the couch. Mm. Usually, After a really great. Usually, just as a passive aggressive fuck you move, sure, not because sure, sure. like it yeah. would be healthy for oh, us. Oh, I would definitely do it to fuck with him. I'd be like, I'm just gonna sleep on the couch tonight because I'm broken. And there was no um, physical stuff still happening between you two? We were still sleeping. We were still having sex. So, so great. Okay, so you basically... So the one thing I did do... (laughs) Whoops. The one thing I did do... So this whole thing happened, and then I had a work trip. And so I basically... I think after we got back from the trip, after a few days, I was like... Why don't I go down to San Diego and stay with my family? We can take a minute. But we literally took like four minutes. A minute, yeah. And I was like, (laughs) I was like practicing your rule of taking space, but in my brain, four days is plenty. Yeah, four days is plenty of space when you've been together four years. Life changing. Four years. So then it was like, it was a couple months of us navigating, still living together, us vacillating between being like, no, we're actually fine to being like complete. You're talking to somebody? Yeah. And then. um, Sounds horrifyingly painful. moved out first. He found a Oh, I can say it was. Oh, the most worse. traumatic thing I've it ever sounds been through. absolutely oh, it was, terrible. It, was it, was, it sounds it like was, just gashing your face oh, with a knife every yeah. day. There, there is nothing more sabotage to do to yourself than watch the man that you thought you were going to live the rest of your life with go on a date. Oh with somebody. my god! Yeah. While you live in like, is he gonna, he's going to come home tonight? Maybe like, or it's is he going like to stay in it? It's just funny to me that people will do things like this. You're not the only ones. People do stuff like this all the time, where it's like. Well, it would be like really hard and inconvenient to go sleep on someone's couch and live out of a suitcase. So I think instead I'll just bludgeon myself yeah. to death every day. <laughs> like, why is that our decision? Is like, Take the inconvenience, please, over the and, like pain. And to, be, <laughs> and to be totally transparent, there was part of me from my like suppressed, internalized homophobia residual mm. platter of feelings. Mm-hmm. Part of me was like, ooh, is that kinky to like, you know, right. like, oh, yeah. is there it, something exciting? There was definitely sure. an aspect of hotness because it had been a thing that we had talked about but mm-hmm. never did. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, it's in like this weird way. We're getting some sort of sexual satisfaction We're out of We're free to do it right. without hurting ourselves. Time, ha-ha, you know. I want to kill myself. Yeah. My like, uh, <laughs> homosexual dear friend, the other day we were talking about like open relationships because he was in one for seven years and they're finally done and he's like I don't think I want to do that again Um, but I was talking about how I just know I would not be able to not be jealous and he was like well in the community we say jealousy is eroticized rage it's like I've heard because eroticized rage whatever I feel like it's an insecurity for sure I just I took it personally that he would be talking to anybody and if it was anyone who in any way looked different from me mm. i'd be like oh it's because he only likes this and yeah. he didn't actually like me and i can't believe oh he likes older guys and i'm younger and yeah. like i took it so personally because, but it had nothing to fucking do with me right like, but i mean i think it like, does do something to some people sexually not in a necessarily healthy way but be, it's this deep-seated human like Yes, I deserve this pain yeah. and oh, like oh. hurt that's me. Why I'm so kind messy. Of that's why I think the only word that really feels like it sums up that time is messy because yeah. there were parts of it where like 
maybe we did have fun. Maybe it was something we never would have done otherwise. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, it's all Sobbing layered with couch. all this other emotion and feelings. And then also some masochistic feelings of like, I deserve this because mm. the relationship didn't work. So I should feel <sighs> right. like. Well, right. yeah. And know. I think I took on a large responsibility because I did feel responsible. Like, because I was the one who grew in a different direction. Mm. Like, he he's pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. He's pretty consistent. I think he's, like, foundational things, like, not entirely knowing about kids. I feel that. Kids are gross. <laughs> but also, like, great. Um, but he stayed very consistent. I was the one who kind of had a life-changing outlook and experience about it so i took a ton of there was so so much guilt so much responsibility and like feeling like i deserve to be Mm -hmm. in pain right now Mm -hmm. i should know about what he's doing with other guys i should know about like all of this because i just need to be destroyed from it which was mental illness yeah it's not healthy colton needed therapy very and in my dark days knowing this even though it was not the truth like he, it, it's not his fault that we broke up, right? Oh, but knowing that that's how he was feeling in my dark days, like during this messy time, I knew that that was the button to push right. because you know, like, <laughs> you well, it's this. your fault. Yeah, it's you your did fault. This. It was Which so is, great. So it was like the <laughs> most toxic. Great, guys. I am really, really impressed. So toxic that we are here now. <laughs> yeah. That this is well, how so, this came about. Well, so yes. you eventually got a place. You moved out. You moved out. Uh, I got a house. Yeah, and we. We're still talking to each other. Like, I think even when we sep- like moved out of different places, I helped him move of, like into into this apartment we're in right now and had like sort of a breakdown about it because I'm like, yeah, oh, this both. is where we would have lived. I'm starting to think you guys like pain? having some pain and breakdown. Well, oh, I'm, this, this like, I'm just going to run into that wall one more the messiness, time. The messiness <laughs> continued after we didn't oh, Of course it did. 100%. You were together for four years and you're trying to stay in each other's lives. Like that's just yeah. unrealistic to think that we're so super powered that we can be like, and now I've chosen my emotional life shall be divorced from thee. Mm-hmm. Like that <laughs> doesn't work. Yeah. We're human beings. You have to take care of yourself. And I do think I thought if if we ever stopped talking to each other, we would never talk to each other again. Yes. Right. This right, was right. The, because we would realize, oh what a relief, because I don't want to And if that's the him. case, then what a relief. This but was like, and yeah. this was one of the the reasons I think that it dragged on and we rec- we both recognized it as it was happening, but I kept being the one to say I need more time like if I'm around you I'm just upset about us not being together I need more time and he kept being like if we take more time I'm never going to see you again and that's not okay with me and like because we decided we were going to be friends and he's like if we take time we're not going to be friends and we promised we would stay friends so So weird how phones were just going to stop working (laughs) I know we were like we are so we are way too progressive and way too awesome to allow us to never talk to each other again even if it was us sticking our hand on the burner exactly even if I'm in so much pain I must continue to go the funny thing is is that after a certain amount of time, so basically we would, I would keep trying to take time and then he would keep contacting me. Because <laughs> I'm a bitch. <laughs> but, but it's funny because every no, time he I did that, it. it was really hard for me and hard for him. But then like the fourth time after enough time had passed, he contacted me and it was like, oh, yeah, I can see you. We can talk. Yeah. And then it's been good? And no. that, 
Well, from that point, we came back together. I'm thinking like no, there. This was like in October. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I no, no, no. You're a, a little early. Because, I'm saying like yeah. it took four times of oh, him four times reaching of, like, out we really again could be yeah. friends. until yeah. I finally was like, I am ready. We can yeah. talk. So you then, guys never did go completely no, cold turkey. Didn't. You just kept well, no, trying and we we kept going cold turkey and then reconnecting. And then cold I like retaliated. Of of course, by him like hurting me and me taking it really personally, like by being very mentally ill, and I did several things that were horrifically wrong and hurt our relationship. Of like, we might never be friends again because I did this, and then I started dating somebody <laughs> because I was like, ah, you know yes. what's gonna fuck with him that I have a boyfriend Oy. and I'm gonna make sure he like and as I knew he's looking at my social media, he's looking sure at was. everything, and it's like we were just so like angry at each other for a period. Of time and like yeah that that was I, I thought it was like two or three months of like really not oh, talking yeah, to each other little... and I was like I this have whole a period boyfriend. took like a full year yeah I was so like it was I four don't... times over the course of a year yeah you know. yeah but like I have a boyfriend he knows that I have a boyfriend I didn't even like this guy <laughs> poor guy I was he... not threatened by this dude <laughs> yeah. but like he it was enough to be like this would be effective and he it was like definitely a placeholder because like no one since definitely has been ever able to like fill that gap but he, they're not supposed to they're not supposed to be Gabe right. like right. they're not supposed to be that they need to be the thing that was right for me because right, right. like arguably we're not right for each other <laughs> and when people are like you guys you guys are going to get back together again oh honey if it was going to happen it would have yeah. we would have had a really wonderful Kate Blanchett moment of <laughs> like realizing our self-worth and like being together but no because it's not right and he is not right for me and I'm not right for him but as best friends it's great because yeah, then we get to be amazing. super critical of the people I love that. And now you talk to each other about people you're dating, oh, right? Yeah. Nothing 100%. is a secret. Yeah, he's definitely the first person that finds it because he's the least, well, he's the most like accepting and understanding of like, oh, there's another one. Yeah. Like, oh, he's talking to somebody else. Because yeah. everyone else is like, but what, but are you ready for that? Are you this? And I'm like, no. Like, you're like, yes, you have to sift through. I mean, not. we were talking about this before that you're very young. You're 27, or right? 28. 28. Uh, and fair. this is what you should be doing. You should go through mm-hmm. your big epic breakup, long-term relationship that is now your best friend. You should have all these terrible experiences. People stomp on your heart. You stomp on theirs. All the stuff is like oh, seasoning. All the stomping. We're seasoning you. So you'll be tasting in a few years. Like, <laughs> well, we're so pickling seasoned. you. We're going to be so seasoned. You're like a fine wine oh, but like good. there's no way around this stuff you have to sift no. through all of these and how great what a gift that yeah. you guys have each other to kind of bounce this whole situation off of now Gabe you are not dating is I that correct now what's that about dating. aggressively because yeah. he d- lives vicariously through me I mean that seems fair but what what is it what's going on um I mean it's a good question the the like superficial short answer that's also true mm-hmm. is that I don't want to right now. Okay. Which b- basically, so I've I've been at this company for almost 10 years, this day job, mm-hmm. and it's very much reaching a point at which like I'm, I'm ready to move on to a new chapter. Mm-hmm. And so right now I am trying to basically change my career and make this big transition, which means on a good day, like... <laughs> 
the holidays were a bust. I did no work basically. That's okay. I still, but uh... on a good day, <laughs> on a good day, I'm working my day job during the day. And then the times when you usually would like go out to socialize and meet people like nights and weekends, mm-hmm. I'm writing my ass off. Like I'm, I'm, he is a career focused girl. Uh, right now. Yes. You're taking the time for yourself. I am like, it's act two in the movie. I am the cliche girl oh. who's dating her job. Like, that's are you, what it is. um, getting fulfilled sexually in ways that you need to or are you not I even am. doing are you none i'm not a nun. okay good <laughs> i'm not a nun i have a couple like friends with benefits perfect like that i love it and i also i'm not intimidated it's not <laughs> <laughs> you know. it's not it's also not like a huge priority of mine right now so it's not like it's for you it's not like i'm sleeping around a ton which right. i <laughs> Who has the time? I've been on a journey. So, like, yeah, that. So you're focused on your career. I'm focused on my career. You're recovering from this thing over Mm -hmm. here, Um, and. And so then the deeper, yeah, I see. You're a handful, Missy. (laughs) The deeper (laughs) reason is that there are some things I still don't know about what I want in a partner. Mm. That I, being the control freak that I am. Mm want to know before I get involved with anyone but then there are a couple of things that I actually feel like I need to know in order to like I wouldn't want to date someone and then a big question comes up and then mm-hmm. me like I don't know I don't know like I I, I want to there are certain things I want to enter a relationship feeling good about and I'm in a place where they're like I don't really know what I want all the way so that's yeah. one of the big things I'm talking about in therapy mm-hmm. and th- my therapist answered everything is basically just a chill like he's basically yeah, like I would agree he's basically like you don't know and you don't need to calm right. down Why right right to? but so I'm actively trying to reach that zen and that chill and that's very hard for me so I've right now and also my health the past year has been mm-hmm. like crazy so I'm actively focusing on career focusing on health trying to like learn stuff about myself and I find the like dating and the meeting and the, like I have a pattern when I'm dating and meeting guys and I'm so tired of it that I'm just like mm. not interested right now. But I think that's a great thing to recognize. And I think taking a real break can be super valuable if that's what you're consciously doing. Mm-hmm. I would agree with your therapist, though. It seems like what you're trying to do a little bit is overcorrect. Like 100%. you were like, <laughs> I, I was <laughs> young and wide eyed and innocent and I got caught up in this amazing thing mm-hmm. and snowballed into four years and then it was all the storm, which again, like none of that was not worth it. None oh, of that was a waste of time. If you had told me at the beginning, you're going to break up after four years, this yeah. is what it's going to look like, I would have signed it. Yeah, amazing. Great. Like, really? No. So, <laughs> fuck you. No. <laughs> so I think part of it now is like, because I think you still, in terms of how much experience you've had, you're mm-hmm. still a baby. And so to expect that, like, okay, after that one four-year period and some time by myself, I'm going to figure it out. Next one, <laughs> yeah. no problem. There's going to be no mistakes made. And next one's going to be the right one. I'm going to do everything right. Like, that's just, that's as totally I was saying fair. to Colton, like, there's no way around. There's only going through. So it's just going to require probably a few more colossal fuck-ups. I 100% agree. And I, since the breakup, I did date for a minute, mm-hmm. and basically the same thing happened like four times in a row to where I was like, all right, I'm going to... I think I, acknowledging your pattern and yeah. choosing to go away from it is very smart, but I, yeah. I think, like your therapist is kind of saying, it's great to reflect and be mm-hmm. like, what do I need to know? What can I learn? On the other hand, love is an amazing, powerful, terrible thing that when it happens... 
all those things go yeah, out the window and, and, and it it's like, matter. oh, but you had it figured out. You knew you didn't want this and right. yet you're doing So I would just say in advance to forgive yourself mm-hmm. for what's probably going to happen a few more times. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe your second relationship will be like the be all end all. That's and, what I think. And, <laughs> be. I know. I really think he'll meet somebody and it will be like, it'll just. It might. I it might. I hope. You're very, I don't, personally, I don't want him to go through more shit. Like, I know. But, but I, he has to. Like even in the time we've been broken up, I've been through some shit with some people. But it's like, did I need to learn that lesson? Probably not. Yes, and, we have to learn them until we learn them. And I, I, you I can't think shortcut I'm a, it. I think yeah. I'm a decent amount of self-aware. Like I am very, You're very self-aware. I'm very aware of the fact that like I'm an introvert who works at home, and like <laughs> I'm always like a half a second away from just like putting on like an old woman's shawl and never leaving the apartment. Like and that's my happiness. To cats, he'd have fun. Oh. But so like I know that I have a proclivity to like be reclusive and mm-hmm. to shut myself off but at the same time I also very much know that I do not want to be dating right now I think that's fine and I think that's but totally fine I, part of me does wonder like how long it will last like I, I'm just trying not to stress over like how long am I going to feel this way because then my therapist is again just like chill right I think most people I would be like well like you don't have to be perfect in your life to date someone else which you don't you don't have to have oh, your sure. life figured yeah. out you don't that's often what having a partner is really great for is like inspiring you to find that new thing or that new career whatever but I think for you it makes sense because you are very type A Mm -hmm. and you want to feel safe and in control that and you really want this career change to happen that once that starts to happen or you feel a better shift with that you'll naturally Mm. just start being like oh and now I have room in my head and my heart for another human being and then you might go out there and have some bad experiences you might have great you might find yourself with the same pattern again you'll be like i'm ready to hide for another month but it sounds like you're on the right path of like figuring out what there is to learn and then i would just operate under the assumption that you're probably gonna have to learn most of it a few more times yeah i think that's fair yeah that's just i think that makes a lot of sense and yeah i think I don't know. I think part of the reason why I feel so confident and like, yeah, this is what I should be. And I don't have any benchmarks. It's not like I will start dating after I sell this story. No, or anything I think it'll like naturally. That. It's mainly just like I want to feel comfortable in the routine of pursuing that next yeah. thing. And right now it's all yeah. just so much work. But if you get to the point where you're like, maybe I'm getting too mm-hmm. set in my ways and reclusive, you might. That is always a concern point, of mine that I'm just like hardening. Him. Yeah. 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 yeah, I would say give him a little shove yeah. if he won't shove himself and just be like, you're going, even if it's Can I just to you? do it. Yes. So the <laughs> one thing, so this pattern that I keep alluding to is basically like I feel like when I am in the gray area of not really wanting like if I don't in my heart want a relationship and I'm in this gray area of just meeting people I keep finding myself in situations where I'm completely clear up top saying like I'm just making friends oh, Jesus, I'm just yeah. dating this mm-hmm. is weird and mm-hmm. then the second that happens it's like I, they think I'm playing hard to get or it's reverse psychology and they catch feelings and then and like instead of him. instead of just being like I've caught some feelings, this isn't, and they, like, end it. Mm-hmm. They keep pretending, like, yeah, yeah, cool, that's what I want, let's just be friends, let's just be friends. And then, no, they don't just want to be friends, and then I'm in the situation of breaking up with someone I am not but with. But then, like, saying shit like, don't hurt me. Like, like, uh, like it's, it happened, like, like three or four times in a row, and I'm like, I could not be more clear about what I'm looking <laughs> for. I am not trying to trick you, I'm not playing games, it, like... And so Have that's you why considered like, that you're just irresistible? <laughs> no, no, well, I have not. Here's the thing. That's your problem. Well, and and I, I, I have to sometimes make sure I'm not flattering his ego too much. <laughs> but he really is a catch. There he was is. a reason we 
fell in love so quickly and these men cannot get enough of him. But it's like, yeah, dude, you have your shit together. I like, yeah, you're still figuring stuff out, but you have a good head I on your shoulders. I don't think I'm a dumpster. I don't have, like, low self-confidence no. or anything. Well, I wouldn't but... say a dumpster. Like, garbage just But I'm not, like... <laughs> <laughs> but no, but you you are you're a work in progress, but it's already a good foundation. Right. And you and clearly have not, a hat on your shoulders. Yeah, and like which, that Is it just most people play games so they hear that and they yes. think that I'm playing? It's yeah. most people want it's Ugh. truly most people want what they can't have, which is unfortunate, oh, so but it's you're, true. You're a sneaky little And so player. when you're saying I don't want, they're like, No, but I must have. Ugh, it's okay. that human need of like oh, I have to prove my worth. Like, he's saying that because I'm not good enough, so let me prove that I'm good enough. So I would say, maybe, if you want to... Now, I would also say, most people that want to draw patterns or stories out of their dating life, I discourage, because I'm just like, it's very easy, especially as a writer, to draw a pattern or a story and be like, it's happening again. And then you're going to, like, kind of self-fulfill that over and over again. Oh, look what you're doing. And also then, I mean, it's easy to draw parallels wherever you want to draw them, but it might not be happening exactly that way. But if you really think it is and you want to do something about it, what can you do differently? Which would be stop saying that. But stop feel, telling them. But then I feel like don't I'm worry about that. You're not. You're not. Okay. Unless you propose marriage and then run away or be like, want to move in with me? Just kidding. You're not leading someone on. Okay. As long as you don't say anything. You're not accountable. You're also Sorry. not responsible for the way that somebody else paints you in their head. Exactly. If they decide that they want like something more, fault. they can say something. Yeah. If they say, what are you looking for? You can say, I am not looking for anything. I'm not looking to date right now. But for you to volunteer, like, just so you know, that shit is catnip. Like, that Oof, shit, okay. you know, it's it's people here and they're like, no, no, but I'll be the one to change him. I'll be the one to convince him. Yeah. That just, like, so appeals to people's need to prove themselves when you say okay. that. You're just kind of inviting it mm-hmm. in. And then I would say, if this continues to happen... Eh, who cares? Like, again, <laughs> you're Sorry. you're creating a little bit of a story of like, I okay, hate yeah. this, I can't go through it again. But it's like, really what happened? You had to break up with them? Oh, well, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> was that hard? Like, yeah. having, you're a reasonable person having a one paragraph or five minute conversation saying, I don't think you're getting it. And so I'm going to end this. Yeah, it's not the most fun to always feel like you're letting people down. But as long as you're being honest and not leading them on once you understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. That's what dating is. Dating okay. is a series of hurting and being hurt forever. Okay, including when you're in a relationship. Because yeah. in my head, I really think I'm doing like the nice, upstanding thing to be like, "This is what I want." But Just I think li- speaking as someone who works largely with uh, typical heterosexual, whatever, like when a uh, woman hears that from a man, that is just like, like, what's the word I'm thinking of? That's a drug it's it's just she that it's like the magic words of saying like fall (laughs) in love with me is when the man is like just so you know i'm not and the guy's sitting here flabbergasted like but i was i told her i didn't want anything and it's like the girl heard win me make me want you (laughs) oh my god so you're you're essentially appealing to that so much don't say it unless they ask then you can be honest but otherwise enjoy yourself have fun and if you sense things are going down that road and they're really, really, you're also like, you don't have to take care of people as much as you think you do. Take care of yourself. Get what you, you need. Get what you want. You to take care of me. You don't got to do it without the people. Okay. Yeah. No you more. don't, you don't, it's not up to you. They're grown people. They're making the decision to see you. If you say it and it continues, 
that's their decision. You told them it's not your responsibility. And then if you have to have an uncomfortable conversation, okay, at least you had fun for a little bit and you can move on. But don't, don't create stories about what's happening. Just like change your behavior a little bit and then just be like, this is what dating is. Okay. Do you want to bring up the most recent backfire that just happened to you? You mean the one that happened like two days ago? Yes. No, I don't think so. Okay, fine. Similar, similar thing. It was him defining very clear boundaries and that being taken as like, Fight harder. I right. That's, what, that's exactly, exactly what you're saying. saying. Except this bummed me out because I thought this was a person that we had moved past that. And he was like, yeah, I just want to be a friend too. Let's be friends. And then we had a situation where we were hanging out. And then afterwards he was like I confused why we didn't have sex. And I was like, maybe because we decided we were just going to be friends. But again, I said, I said those words. I also think some of this, a little bit of this is your um, just having not dated that much in that you still... Um, this is a callous thing for me to say, but it, you still take each of these situations like to heart and you care about the person, you want to um, take care of them. And at a certain point, you kind of have to just be like, fuck it, it's their problem. Like, I'm going to do what I need to do. Nice and guy it's not to say you're never, ever, ever not going to be nice and considerate and taking care of someone. Like, that's just not in you. You're not going to be a dick, but you don't have to handhold and take responsibility <laughs> for like... <laughs> Well, okay. no, I'm it's saying different. like my friend group's nickname for him was Sweetheart Gabe. Yeah, exactly. Because he's genuinely the he's nicest just genuine. person. So it's yeah. like you, you, but you don't have to go above and beyond looking out yeah. for their emotions. They're yeah, a grown up. And if you want to eventually attract and find someone who's a real grown up, you're going to have to reel yourself back on taking care of someone else's emotions so much. Okay. But I do want to date, so I'm going to start yeah. telling everyone I'm not interested. Yeah, do it. Because Be like, by the way, I am not here, looking I've been for a saying, like, I'm open to things, and they're like, let me ruin your life yes. really quick. And Take I'm like, a page from Gabe's book. I just... Tell them you don't want it. I'm telling you, it works like a freaking charm. Ladies, if you're listening too, you tell a guy like, just so you know, I, I'm not looking for anything. The guy's like, no, me, pick me, pick me. I want I want to be your boyfriend. I want to get, should we get married? Right Let's now. get married right now. Like, it's, it's so basic it's, and sad. It's, it's so the same true. thing in a fucking audition room. If you pretend like you don't give a shit, yes, they want to cast yes, you. It's bullshit. Yes. If you're like, I don't want this part. They're like, no, but we must give it to you. You have it. It's we have to. Why don't you want it? Why aren't we good enough? It's funny because I feel like the opposite. Like, okay, Colton, talk about it. No, well, so well, what's going on like, your dating? Are you looking for a relationship or are you more like having fun, I'm dancing genuinely, around? When I say I am open to anything, I really am because it's true. Like You I, just failed the test. You were supposed to say I'm absolutely not I looking know. for a relationship. I know. I really just don't. I'm, like, I have so much to offer, but I don't want to offer it. Like, it just, you know, yeah, keep, just don't. keep that door closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me I'm my really shawl, working on myself my right now. Don't have time for another person in Sorry, that life. My career is just booming right yeah. now. Yeah. I couldn't possibly. Uh, no. <laughs> I, but that's my thing. I am a bleeding heart. I'm a hopeless romantic. And the idea of like being open to the possibility has been where my head has been, which has caused me a, a certain level of frustration just because I am open to it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I do get to a point where I'm super closed off and I'm like, I really don't need this. Mm-hmm. It's like, I definitely have um, issues with being alone. Like since we broke up, I've been to therapy. Great. I'm on medication. Proud like, of you. So, killing so, yeah, it. So killing it, taking care of myself, but I've gotten to be like real about it and be like, what are things about me that it's just truly who I am and I'm really good in relationships. Yeah, that's I like legit. Dating. Listen, like, the same way I would tell someone there's nothing wrong with you if you 
are not a long-term relationship yeah. person. There are really people out there who do not want that, yeah. and it's not who they are. There's nothing wrong with you if you're a person who does really well in a couple. I'm just really good. I love the domesticated yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. I love the let's use a gift card at Cheesecake Factory tonight. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I love it, and it's like... I am just so focused on like wanting a family. I do think yeah. that is inf- influencing mm-hmm. my judgment a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's also making me kind of a hard ass. Cause I'm like, Oh, you do not fill the criteria this, except when somebody does fill the criteria, I do allow myself to like, okay, well I'm committed to you now. And it's like, I really need, I, I've stopped doing it at this point, but I, in the last year and a half, two years, I really was like so open of like needing to replace Gabe, needing to have this, mm-hmm. needing to have that stability You'll again. You'll never replace not Gabe. Not thinking, I know, <laughs> not thinking that I could have stability by myself. Well, yeah, I think... Is, you know textbook like issues just like people like you should be okay with being alone and you, you don't should need but, it. but i get it yeah. if you're a person who thrives i'm the same way yeah. i've always thrived in relationships oh. i've gone from one to the next i did take like uh a year and a half off mm. at one point and that was very good for me and allowed me to finally That's find good. the right person for me yes. um I'm going to say what stood out to me when we were talking prior to recording was you saying, well, now I have a very detailed checklist (laughs) and I know exactly what I'm looking for and exactly what's on it. And to me, that's a huge no-no. That's That's just a no-no. Like beyond good person, kids thing I'll say is valid. Like maybe religion, if that's an issue. Kids and like I want them to be nice to me and be a good person. Yeah honest and nice beyond that we really should not be having a checklist because of what you just said which is one it makes you reject people who might be great for you solely based on ideas that you have in your head and you're 27 so none of them count um (laughs) sorry and two because it might make you instantly attach and get attached to the idea of a person who might turn out not to be compatible so i think you're also overcorrecting from what happened here with gabe which is like we didn't discuss those big topics or Early on, we should have. So now let me lead with that. Okay, I will take well, full responsibility because I made him make the checklist. Well, <laughs> no, Gabe, you're no, wrong. It came from actually my therapist. Oh, good. Yeah, good. no. Also no. wrong. Well, so here's the thing Colton, <laughs> up until a year and a half ago, had zero standards. Not nothing against Gabe. I had zero, <laughs> zero standards. If a guy texted me back, he's the love of my life. Mm. And I, I, I allowed some really terrible people into my life who are on paper were great, compatible with me, but were not. And I've been in abusive situations, because, but it was somebody who was wonderful. This is wonderful. This is a line. This, we want the same things. We want all of this. And then even people that it's like, oh, I would never date. I would have never dated somebody like this before. It's so outside of my norm. Also, like, so I, I don't know if it's exactly having a list of things that are important or not. It's having a standard. Yeah. Well, and that's what this. my list is to me is like, I have a standard of type, like, and it it's not like they need to look like this and sound like right. this and have this job. It's like stupid stuff, like not things like that. It's like you need, like one of the important things to me is you've had to have been in a relationship before. I can't be your starter boyfriend. Okay. I can't be the first man you've ever been with because... That's I've done that since, and that was bad. I was his first boyfriend. Okay, I've I, been the first boyfriend for. Several I totally people. understand. Yeah. I understand that sentiment, and I yeah. think that's legit. What I would say is your list should have like three 
items on it. Sure. Yeah. And they should not be traits of another person or traits of a relationship. They should be traits of how you want to feel when you are with that person. Oh, Because that's, that's really yeah, that's the only, yeah. that's like the compass you yeah. can come back to more than is this person this, that, the other thing. It's just like, I want to feel maybe safe. I want to feel cared yes. for. I want to feel delighted. Whatever, like yeah. three adjectives to describe how you it feel. It really is. It's more of like, it's not like fucking no Pisces or anything. It's, it's just it's very much like somebody who makes me feel understood. And like what that means is like y- you have shared some experiences with me because I'm a weirdo. Like, and I love that about myself. I'm very strange. I have a very different outlook on life. And for a lot of people, they immediately are just like, you're weird. I don't get this. But then I've met people that are like, you're weird and that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And like, that's a thing that's important to me is like, you don't need to understand me, but you should make me feel like validated. Of course. And so it is, it's the things, but I had never had a standard about that. Mm-hmm. I had never been like, how should I feel with this person? How should I feel wanted? Should I feel validated? And like what I was challenged to do in therapy was like defend what's important to you. And so I call it like the list and the requirements, but it's really like make sure Colton is in the right headspace and taken care of. And these are some things that over dating for the last 10 years, I just know that like if you don't want kids or you don't want to be married or if you don't like these That's things, fair. Those things you, are, legit. you yes. are not going to be right for me right. because we need to align with that. Can I kind of um, give you a loose assignment? Oh, I would Ooh. love an assignment. So you're not going to like it. Uh, <laughs> just so you know. Probably not. Sorry. Um, but I'm going to highly recommend it because I recently have seen it. I gave this assignment and it worked. So now I, f- I, I stand by this challenge. assignment. Um, I have I have a very dear friend who was maybe number four episode of my podcast, and he uh, is gay and oh, has no. always been in relationships I have to date him. and love. Well, he's wonderful, but <laughs> sadly, due to my assignment, he now has a boyfriend. Thank oh, you. Good for him. Um, but he was always going from one relationship to the next, and then he had a couple years period where he would keep dating guys. Um, that he would want them to be, he would fall really, really quickly and want them to be his boyfriend. And then they wouldn't want to be his boyfriend. And he just went th- through this again and yeah. again and again, three months, four months, two months, one month of like, so excited about this guy. He checks all the boxes. He's everything I want. I see our life together for whatever reason. Yeah. He won't do it. Um, so I told him, you are not allowed to have a boyfriend for a year. You are not oh, allowed. Yeah. Even if everything is great about the guy and he wants to be your boyfriend so bad, you say no. And it's a little bit of a mind game, I will admit. But what it also did, because generally my kind of thing when it comes to dating is no one should really commit to being in a relationship before three months. Three months is kind of a biological period of time. It's about the length of a season. And it's about how long it takes for people's like initial hormones to wear off and to be like, oh, you're a human being. And now I after this three months, can know if we're actually not just totally obsessed with each other, but compatible with each other and good for each other. Mm -hmm. And I think a little bit of what you're doing is recognizing right away something you like, and then you're like, I'm in, I'm in it. Or something you don't like, I'm not in it. And I would encourage you, even if you don't take my assignment, I would encourage you. You're not the only one who's mentioned this because, idea. And it's not about like, don't be in a relationship, don't no, be a monogamous, like serial monogamous, whatever, because I always was. But I think that not allowing yourself to make those decisions or ask those questions at all 
will really allow you to get to know the person as a person and not as your potential yeah. future husband and not like it's fine to ask the kids in marriage thing I think is legit yeah. and I think that that can rule someone out that right away because you know fast. yourself and that yeah. that comes up but beyond that I would say like at least go three months of just like I'm not because there's something about putting the title on it that makes us like I'm in it now. Yeah. I'm committed. And so I have to take this seriously. Whereas when you're like, I'm still getting, I'm collecting information. I'm getting to know this person for better or worse. I might be pleasantly surprised yeah. or I might find out we're not compatible at all, but I haven't committed my heart and mind to them mm -hmm. yet. And I know like with you, it's a little bit not entirely in your control when that happens, but you'll find it's more in your control than you think if you can kind of keep that distance a little of like, this is not my boyfriend, mm -hmm. at least for three months. I would say a year of just like dating around and just saying the goal is not to get a boyfriend. The goal is not to find my person. The goal is to collect a whole lot of information and like get to know people better than I normally would before jumping into something. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've been told that like my best friend Mackenzie, who's who is is a therapist actually, she's like, you need to be alone. That was her first thing is like, because you aren't okay being alone. And I have like in the last year and a half, like I've had a couple relationships, but I've spent like a, a months and so at a time. But I've really never gone that long. I'm not even necessarily saying because yeah. I. I hear you yeah. and relate to you that we like to date. We it's like to be with other great. people. We it's like the romance and the drama. <laughs> we like the fun beginning. Yeah. But I think that gets you caught up. So then you can't see clearly one way or another. They might be really great for you, but something writes them off really quickly or whatever. I don't even think you need to think of it as like, I have to be alone for a year. Because you can no. date as much as you want. You can date one person the entire year. But they're not your boyfriend. You are yeah. not making that decision without collecting a lot more information than you normally yeah. do. That's just great advice in general for I mean, everybody, I too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also like, yeah. think you'd be up to it, too. I, I will say... Well, right now, I'm... Yeah. If you had asked me, like, two weeks ago, I'm in a very That's what I was... No, too, I literally was going to say like, that. Because he... Because he... I mean, we've talked about this a lot, but one of the things I love most about Colton is how, like... He, largely he loves and how mm -hmm. quickly he loves mm -hmm. but he has gotten into situations where like he falls for someone really quick mm -hmm. before really knowing who they are right. and then they show up this is who I am and then all of a sudden he's making excuses for like yeah. oh I can look the other way on right, that right. and so that's why I was yeah. like you need to have some things that are like non-negotiables yeah like because I really well, that, there was really no bar yeah like, he was like right. making excuses Literally, for things where I'm like that will you, make you whatever. if you right. owned a car like marry me like, but that's all to say bar was no. so that's all to say low. he just right. had a recent situation where he fell very very quickly for someone and then two very big flags flew mm -hmm. and like I he very quickly was like oh oh and I addressed I them but I like person. addressed them with him and was like very upfront which is something I had to learn how to do because I couldn't even do it in the course of my relationship with him was be like this is going to cause some tension but I'm telling you I don't appreciate this thing and like this is a thing um, like you know you that goes against what you were telling me and contradicts and then just saying like okay yeah I, I, I don't think that this is right then like if that's something you're really stuck on where in the past I would have been like tried to make it work oh but we can figure out how to compromise that and it's like ooh something some things shouldn't be compromised yeah definitely um, like you're, you're feeling like self worth yeah like, you shouldn't have to compromise no. that and that's the thing too is that like that 
first three months is like so blissful and mm. everyone's at their best. But like slowly, regardless, you're going to see them in different situations and you really shouldn't be making any decisions until you've seen them with your family, with yeah. your friends, when they're stressed, when they're sick, when they're down, you know, all this. You both need to see each other in all those different situations before you have even close to enough information. Oh, yeah. And, and I, I even think, think someone you, with me, like, they need to right, see they me need to see in that mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I, I know I'm, like, a pretty dynamic person and there are different not sides of me, but just things of how I deal with things and how I communicate that might not be right for you. Right. And you just need to figure it like it's fine. And it's whatever you need to do to keep yourself. I think you need to like shake yourself out of this Mm -hmm. pattern of like, I like you and now I'm 100% in. You have Mm -hmm. to like slow down your internal I know. thing a little, little bit speed of just like yeah. <laughs> you do just and so I think doing it by force and just being like well it doesn't matter because he's not going to be my boyfriend because I'm not allowed I'm just going to keep collecting information God, I'm in the discovery phase even more. I know that's the problem uh, <laughs> is this your trick I it like is my this trick. but that works too especially no. because like the person I was talking about you know he had gotten into this pattern of mm-hmm. liking unavailable men falling head over heels they didn't want what he wanted and he was just recreating and recreating and recreating oh, it for himself and you have to break that by being like that's not on the table yeah. i'm the unavailable one now so you can't be and then he eventually he he like dated a bunch and then eventually met someone who was like on the same page as him because he hadn't tried and you spend so much time and emotional energy every time you go through one of these which i love i'm all about the drama <sighs> yeah. but at a certain point it's actually going to keep you from growing, maturing, and finding someone who's really good for you if you're just, like, addicted to the drama. He had to get over yeah. that addiction and be like, oh, it's actually more fun when you like them and they like you and it's nice. Yeah, and I do think the the, the dating climate is that valid. So the dating the the dating world was so different when we got oh out gosh, of relationships. Mm, yeah, I bet. So... Five years, well, it's been almost six years since, like, when we met each other, like, five, six years ago, it was it was just so different mm-hmm. that it, it became, it was pretty easy to actually make a plan with somebody. Yeah. Now it's impossible. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. impossible to make a plan with anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. they say, they'll, te- they'll talk to you for a little bit today, and then, like, hey, would you want to meet? And as soon as somebody wants to meet somebody else, it's done. Right. Like, but that's the point. Like, the point is to meet and see what you do in person, mm-hmm. and that's important to me, and I don't like developing uh, just a textual relationship. No, you like, shouldn't. I don't want to just know you based on the three, the little loading bar of, like, you sending <laughs> me messages. Like, I want to get to know the person, and people are just so, like, fucking hurt and broken right now. Like, everybody in the last five years just went through some shit, and now people yeah. don't... It, it, it's it's very different, and I was not. Neither of us were prepared for that yeah, of how how strange, much it actually. changed, and not having evolved with it yet because we were like relationship is fuck like for a while to then come into this and it's like I'm still learning and totally. I've had and I've had like I would say two I had two relationships since the time we broke up, and. Yeah, it was just, it was a different beast entirely. So I think give yourself some time because also I know it feels like you want to have kids 
today. Well, but I could just do the Andy Cohen and just you, do it myself. You could do it yourself, yeah. but also you're 27. Like you have so much time. Like yeah. the next three years is designed for you to fuck up a bunch more. Like that's yeah. what you're supposed to do. So don't like put this rush and this pressure on yourself. Because well, the yeah. only way to really waste time is to not be present for what you're doing is to like push yourself on this imaginary clock of like i don't want to waste time that's the only way to waste time because you won't really be learning what you need to learn and i will say i did have because i love my family but i had some like family like pressure that was put on my parents met when they were 20 years old my sister met her now husband the same month that I met Gabe and they are married and have two kids. Like they were, they were dating, then they like moved in together, then they were engaged and they were married. And it was like watching this timeline of like, these people are doing this. Right. Why aren't we doing this? Well, like, it's like I, you can I, do it fast yeah. or you can do it right. Well, and they like, <laughs> they did it because it th- they found each other right. and that was and lucky and it had them. nothing to do with Gabe and I. Right. But I felt this really weird pressure of like, well, Jordan has a kid and I don't have any kids and well, like all of this. And that's not an any extent. anything that they did. It was me putting this weird pressure on myself of like, I'm supposed to be in this stage and raising kids right now. When I realized like I'm already doing life very differently. Than yeah, exactly. Else. Your life is different. Yeah. You're so 27 that, and you have plenty of time. Yeah. And... I think just putting that kind of pressure on yourself, it's like, yeah, then you're going to end up with someone who's not right for you just because you're trying to meet an imaginary clock. Like, wouldn't you so much rather take a little more time? And especially like if during this assignment you meet someone who's right for you, they're not going anywhere. And going slow at the beginning is only going to make your relationship have that much firmer of a foundation when you get there. There's no, you don't have to like race to keep up or the relationship's going to disappear. If that's the case, it wasn't right for you anyway. Like you want to build a nice, slow, slowly getting to know each other, finding out all the information you need, little brick by brick foundation and then the house can stand for a long time instead of if you just like rush job yeah. it up yeah. you know and then it's going to fall apart I've always later. wondered what it was like to have a slow beginning to you should try it it's great <laughs> like meet in a coffee shop and you know, this is cool oh my god we ran into each other again like no try all seeing of each other like, once or twice a week yeah. instead of I like you let's oh now we're sleeping over every night and now we might as well move in together and we're now we're on we're a married. FaceTime like, call already right now yeah, yeah, I'm like yeah, yeah. you're with me every day I no. think and and because you're finally being on your own and developing your sense of self and you're in therapy and you're on meds and whatever else, like you're working on yourself is a really good time to date slowly because it's so easy when you start dating someone to just drop what you're doing Mm -hmm. and pick up their identity and be like, you're my identity now. But Or like this relationship is my identity. Right, and if you say to someone... I've really been doing a lot of work on myself, so I'm going to take this nice and slow so that I don't lose that in the mm. process. Do you know how, what a boner, like, yeah, oh my God. that's irresistible. That's irresistible. Like, self-love is hot, man. Yeah. And, guy and then is you're just like, like, I can really see you twice a week. I can't spend every night with you just because we're obsessed with each other right now. We'll get there if we do this I'll right. I'll see you Thursday. Yeah, but I'm going to take time for my friends and myself, and then slowly, 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 by the time you're spending every night together, it's like healthy yeah. and normal and nice. I will say, I did, I have had one that happened over the summer that was pretty different for me whereas we started talking to each other on the apps it was like a pretty slow like we would message each other talk to each other a little bit this and this we made a plan and he blew me off Mm. and was like never texted me all of this and finally I was just like first of all we've been talking for like a month and a half we were finally gonna meet and he blew me off like what's that about come to find out like he had to stay late at work. He communicate. This was like, let me take you out tomorrow. 
And like, I like the call out. I like that you called him out. Oh, yeah. And I felt like that was good. uh, Like, yeah, like I deserve better than this. And he was like, I can do better than this. Let me show you. And then that became like one of the worst things that happened to me in the last year was it was gradual and we did get to know each other and it was this wonderful thing. And like, it was like three months, I think from the time we started talking to when we were like, Oh, we're in this place. And then he dropped on me that like, he isn't fully out yet. He doesn't know what he wants. But aren't you glad you waited to find that out? After like growing and like that and me thinking, but I did everything right. And like, I literally like the frustrating part of like talking with Gabe is like, I did everything right. Like I was slow to it. I was uh, logical. I was rational. I may questioned things. And then he dropped a bomb on me and it was like, how do you, that, but that, then he just wasn't the right person. He wasn't the right yeah. person. Which, like the which thing is, is the lesson. You're going like, to start yeah. doing the right thing yeah. now, and you're still going to go through a fair amount of relationships that are not the right relationship. Yeah. All you can control is what you do, yeah. and you'll learn a little bit more each time, and you'll learn maybe to have that conversation a little earlier of like, so tell me your coming out story. <laughs> What's it that? like for you? Yeah. You know, to ask that early on, that can be your takeaway, but the takeaway isn't. I did everything right and it was still fucked up. It's, I did everything right. Good for me. That shows that I can do that and I'm going to do it again. Yeah. And I I mean, I like to think now I'm out of it for a little while that I'm like, yeah, it, it really was just the sign of we weren't right for each exactly. other. It was just a different way well, of getting there. Well, just how you there. handled this yeah. recent scenario was totally different than you handled that. Boom. So, yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Progress. I just phased somebody out. Great. Like, <laughs> a couple days ago. You have to celebrate like, your successes. You have yeah. to toot your own horn for your progress and don't take it on yourself that yes most relationships don't work out that's why we look for the one if you believe in that um because it's not that easy to find if it was we wouldn't care about it so most relationships are going to be non-starters and that doesn't mean you're doing something wrong it just means that wasn't your person Mm -hmm. and you're just like working on doing a little bit better each time and if you are incrementally making changes you're doing great well, yeah, and I had this, I had like this conversation with my parents about like, as the older that I'm getting, I think the harder it will be to date me because I have learned so much and I've grown and I'm like pretty, like my standard is higher. But I'm like, but why is that a bad? The harder it's it will be for the I said, wrong that's person. Actually, right. the I said because that's going to weed out through. a lot exactly. of people, and I will find somebody who is up to the challenge. Exactly. <laughs> and so I'm like, no, actually, this is kind of awesome, and I can't. I'm like excited to grow, be older, and like yeah. be thirty, and, and be like this established thirty year old who knows what the fuck I'm about and knows what I deserve, and that being what I put out there. And then if people, these like losers that can't deal, <laughs> great, good, you find my that time. out. And the like, nice thing is too that um and we're gonna end because i feel like we all yeah, we've been, been we've been chatting <laughs> we're like okay it's so fun to um, i know i know we're like in a marathon of relationships <laughs> today and it's great um but what i was going to say your your breakups will actually start to go a lot faster which is a great thing oh, interesting. you know it's That's not true. it's not such a great when people are like I'm not good at staying in long relationships. I'm like, that's a good thing. You don't want to be in the wrong relationship for seven years. You want to be done with it in seven months. Good for you. You know, and I think a lot of times that point is three months. It's, It's this weird thing. You'll start to notice it once you hold yourself to, okay, at least three months before I am allowed to call my boyfriend. It's usually around the three month mark that if stuff needs to come out, it comes out because people start to settle in and be like, I can drop the mask a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that's when you really find out who each other are. So I think you'll just start to go 
not only will you let less of this huge amount of people in, but you'll also be like, okay, found out what I need to know and now I can be done without giving you three yeah. years of my life. Yes. Like now I can be done in three months oh, and that's great. It's so much better than three years <laughs> or four. Because yeah. you are young and you have plenty of time, but you also don't need to spend so much emotional energy on every single one. Yeah. And you don't need to tell yourself stories about like, I'm always like this in relationships. It's just like, I'm doing my best. I'm improving small changes over time. And I'm just going to sift through until I find the right one. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like proud of myself for every little thing that I've learned instead of being giving myself such a hard time yeah. over failure because that was definitely an outlook I had before of like failed relationships of failure instead of it being it, it like no it was necessary because it's, yeah, you weren't right for each other and you learned something right. like either that that person's terrible or like this is what you need in a relationship and yeah like that turning that around already makes you feel better um and then you stop feeling so much guilt and pressure yeah. it's a failure it's only if you stay in it for the rest of your yeah. life and you're miserable <laughs> the whole the time unhappy people that are just like but that's what? a failure we just yeah. need to be down there because we have been and it's like but you no don't hate you each can other. go like yeah. you guys are so lucky to also have each other to bounce things off of and to be like I saw you do this in my relationship you're doing it again or whatever like I think it's I just commend you and I don't recommend what you're doing for most people but I commend (laughs) you for being able to do it I really do so thank you for joining me and having me and you can be found at Best Exes Pod correct? Correct. Is there anywhere else I should tell people to find Um, you? You can just search Best Exes on um, any podcasting service but Best Exes Pod is our Instagram handle and we're pretty active on there it is a great podcast i have to say it's i wasn't sure what you. to expect and i was like riveted right away because it's just like all the good goss about all the i will say breakups. i will say we are not a helpful podcast like dahlia's is <laughs> we are a story-based you are story-based but i always show. think part of what i liked about it was there's something to be learned from every story and from all those breakups because I think breakups are so interesting mm-hmm. and so informative and so important to finding the right person that when I I mean most of the breakups you talk about were like and then he cheated 15 times and she got 800 <laughs> million dollars and I'm like that's what's the lesson there I'm not entirely sure but um, don't be famous <laughs> I guess nice. if you want to be in a successful relationship <laughs> but I do think you know I found it educational and entertaining when we started it it, i was really paranoid about it feeling too like tabloidy or gossipy even though it's like two gays talking about pop culture but that's one of the reasons why like on there every episode colton and i tell each other the story of a famous breakup and then we have to guess whether or not they stay friends i also do some really weird stories about like marie antoinette and abe lincoln and all this shit because you basically people have been breaking up people are people in every circumstance men have been shitty (laughs) but yeah best texas pod and thanks so much for for doing this Thank I was so you. excited to yeah. when you reached fun. out yeah. we'll have to do it again I want yeah, to hear how both of your blast. dating lives are going I know maybe Gabe will start dating Gabe so. will he will no, he'll get there no someone's gonna <laughs> approach him from a crowded room and he won't be able to say no and it's gonna be horrible like, sorry I'm working room. Yeah. you have to leave the house for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah you do okay Thank you guys Thank you Dolly Bye Just the tip a dating tip I think this one is pretty self-explanatory basically No relationship is a waste of time. No relationship shouldn't have happened or took years of your life or whatever it is. Yes, there are times you could get out of a relationship sooner rather than later, and I'm here to help you with that. But for the most part, four-year relationship, got a wonderful friendship out of it. Won't happen for everyone, but can learn a lot. 
can have a great friend, a business partner. Same goes for a two-month relationship, a two-week relationship, a two-date relationship. You never know what you're going to learn, what you're going to gain, and what role this person is going to play in your life. So embrace all of your experiences. Don't feel like, oh my gosh, I've had so many bad ones. Like, what's wrong with me? That's what you're supposed to do. And that, and I hear this a lot where people are like, I just never get the thing. I don't get someone to like me when I'm like them. And I'm like, guess what? That's true for everyone until it isn't. You just have to keep going. Sometimes the timing will be right, but the chemistry isn't there. Sometimes the chemistry is all there. The timing isn't right. Sometimes you love the person so much, but they were not meant to be that role in your life. Whatever it is, you got to keep going. And this is why people ultimately want to find their person or person's It's not an easy thing. It doesn't happen with just the first person you ever go on a date with, and that doesn't make there be something wrong with you. That's just natural, and that's part of what makes the process so rewarding, so worthwhile. Dating is so much more than like, I have to find this person. It's so much about getting to know yourself. It can help you learn, grow, become stronger, fiercer, funnier, whatever it is. So go out there, have some experiences, and know that just because a relationship doesn't end in till death do us part or whatever, does not mean it wasn't worthwhile. So be open to whatever role that relationship can play in your life, and maybe you'll end up having a podcast. Okay, so I'm just going to recap all the important announcements. Get yourself an account on Get Vocal. You can download the app or go online on your web browser. It is called Get Vocal, G-E-T-V-O-K-L. And that is where you can get live in the moment advice from me every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. If you missed my first ever broadcast last night, you can go on and watch the recorded version and see what it's all about. You can message me in the little side chat. You can come on live. You can be anonymous or not. It'll be a great way to get your questions answered answered quickly. And also, if you have questions about online dating profiles and you're like, I'm so ready to get out there, please tear this apart and make me better, I am happy to oblige. So get vocal every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Come join us, not your therapist. You do have to make an account to participate. You can watch passively if you want, but you know how I feel about being passive in your dating life. You got to put the work in if you want the results. So come on, make an account and come talk to me. I can't wait to be able to give real-time advice. I'm excited about that. Okay. And then tonight is all my single friends, 8.30 p.m., Western and Beverly in Los Angeles at the Copper Still. It's going to be a great time. We're going to give out prizes. You might meet the love of your life. You might meet your new best friend. You might meet me. You definitely will meet me. And I can coach you on stage if you want. That is 8.30 p.m. You can get tickets online, all my single friends, or buy them at the door. Thank you so much to the Best Exes Pod for coming on. Gabe and Colton, you both were amazing. Thank you for sharing your story. Follow them, Best Exes Pod, on Instagram. Subscribe to their podcast. It's actually fascinating to hear about all these crazy celebrity breakups. It's not like too gossipy. It's actually really informative and interesting. So go on there, Best Exes Pod, great. And to catch the episode of Best Exes that I am on, tune in when they release it on Monday, January 20th. You can follow them, Best Exes Pod, on Instagram. You can subscribe everywhere you can subscribe to a podcast. Best Exes is the name of their podcast. We did a super fun episode. We talked about a bunch of amazing celebrity breakups and some non-celebrity breakups. Spoiler alert, my most epic breakup we talked about. So tune into that. Do not miss it on January 20th. Best Exes pod. Thank you as always for listening, rating, reviewing, 
And send me your questions at notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, notyourtherapistpodcast. You can send questions there too. Start to send me screenshots of your dating profiles and I will feature them on the Get Vocal Live broadcast. So if you're like, I really need you to take a look, send me that and then meet me over there on Get Vocal. Did I say Wednesday nights at 7 p.m.? Yes, that's when. And thank you to Josiah Thorngate, my amazing editor, Melissa Gruen, my social media producer, Christine Bartolucci, all of you for listening, rating, reviewing. And remember, we're coming out on Thursdays now. Wednesdays, if you're like, I just need my fix, that's when you go to get vocal. But Thursdays, we'll be releasing the podcast. Thank you for listening, rating, reviewing, and making dating fun. 